tonight we are doing Star Trek Alliant, which is a live play of a Star Trek Adventures tabletop RPG uh, based in the Star Trek Online game world uh, universe. And uh, tonight is my first go round as the uh, storyteller for the game. So buckle up. Things are going to get weird and bumpy. But with that introduction out of the way, would everyone else like to introduce themselves? And we will start with uh, our producer, Duncan. Hello, I'm Duncan Idaho. And I'm doing the exact same thing I did previously, but with a title I can put on my CV someday. Hooray. So I'm going to be your captain for tonight, as well as a few other voices. And it's a pleasure to be sitting in this chair and talking into this microphone as we do on Fridays. As would you like Yay! to be as our director? Apparently I'm the director now, which means that I basically start tell things when... Things are going working. They're working because of me. Um, so I record. I'm the engineer aboard the ship. I'm the rules person. Uh, I, wanna, I was going to say rules lawyer, but I'm not really a lawyer, so I'm going to go there. And, um, yeah, just basically make sure this, this ship, proverbial and metaphorically and literally in terms of the game, is running smooth. Nick, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Dr. Eli O'Connor. I am as suave as the days are long. I'm as smart with medical stuff as... Well, I don't know how to describe that, so... That's perfect. That is perfect. Uh, Geraldine, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I play Karajin Rani, the con officer. Things are going to get weird. I'm going to make this weird. Don't be likey. JB, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, hello. I'm when they call JB. I'm also Pirate Scum Gaming. And for tonight, I am playing the ruthless pirate Chorog. Noskin pirate, all around bad guy. This is the guy you don't want to meet in a dark alley because he'll rob you, rob you, kill, you then, rob you kill you and have his way with the corpse. Oh. Hey, didn't we didn't we uh, talk about toning it down? I did, <laughs> and it's toned down. <laughs> That's yeah. Funny. All right, Sad did little I... Lieutenant Tardigrade picture here. <laughs> <laughs> did I miss anybody? This this is a family friendly stream. Uh... Oh, you must be new here. <laughs> <laughs> did I miss con, anybody? Con, con officer, con. Uh, I already went. I was gonna say okay, just making sure. Perfect. Like, yeah, like I was, I wasn't sure on that one, so that's why I was being hesitant. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, do you saw my note it, for audio level? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, chat's been saying you're quiet again. Uh, I thought I. Oh, well, I know why. Well, actually, no, I don't. It should be. Hmm. It should be exactly the same. They say it's some Excuse kind me. of filtering thing where it's sort of cutting out bits of phrases and stuff. Oh, it might testing, be. Um... Testing. Is it better now? Hmm. So uh, uh, I, I, I have switched over to a new computer from the last time we did this. And uh, 
Yeah. Anyway, how about uh, I, I will tweak all that stuff while we go. It's still cutting words out. <sighs> all right. Let me let me try something real quick. Uh, I think I might know what the problem. Let's. In the meantime, something. This is all stuff that's going to get cut out from the actual <laughs> podcast. Welcome to a live <laughs> Oh, do we keep it in? <laughs> God, do you, re- do you really want this in? No. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, no, no, no. Um, do, 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 do. Welcome to a live play where we really are flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> well, my pants uh, are firmly on the chair and with me in them. <laughs> oh, oh, this, this might be the problem. Let's turn that down some and turn that up some. And how's the sound now? Is that a little better? Is this better? Does this sound good? Testing, testing, one, two, testing, testing. Actually, no, I think that made it worse. Okay. Chad yeah. hasn't responded to you yet, so yeah, I don't know if I'm... they can hear you. Uh, yeah. I'm... All right, let's turn that up and that up. How about now? No? All right, you know what? I'm just going to turn that off because that seems to be... Part of the no. Do less fancy mm. things, more simple things. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, for some reason, when I switched over to this, switch over to a different screen. <laughs> testing, testing. How's it sound now? Do we sound good now? Testing, testing. One, two, one, two. Do, do, do. So, do, do, Nord, do, uh, do. because we're going to be switching again in just a second. Just go ahead and switch to the main game screen rather than trying to figure out what's going on with this screen of your camera feed since we won't be using it. Oh, the problem is, is these audio settings are what are going to be carrying over to the other screens. So I got to figure out what the issue is here so that I can know what to do whenever we go to the next screen. Because for some reason, and I don't know why... My normal settings that I do on my normal stream aren't working here, and they should be. So, yeah, so remember, so troubleshooting basics, if you're really not sure what's going wrong, start over from the beginning, but let's just go ahead and move on to the next scene and test it there, because we want to make sure it works in the main set, and we don't want anything to go wrong with the transfer process. So troubleshoot, just go to the next scene. Yep. Well, we get, we're getting reports that, that it's that it's getting that it's sounding better anyway from the screen. So, so and I, I, I've already done that, and I'm ready to go. I'm just waiting for you guys to. Uh... All right, let us go to the scene. We've introduced everybody. I think we're good to go. Testing, testing. Are we good? Can you guys all hear me here? Does it sound the same as it did a moment ago? All right. We're good. Yeah. So camera zooms in on the Reliant. And it zooms in on a specific room. We have just left the uh, 
the expanse from two weeks ago where we met the blob and it's it's late night uh the the main crew is dialing down it's it's a couple days later we are all settling in you know third shift has taken over the bridge and and the main crew is settling in for the night setsa is lying in bed and she's tossing and turning. She's having a very difficult time getting to sleep. And uh, she she finally does manage to get to sleep. And at some point in the night, she has a dream. She wakes up and she's in the middle of that field where uh, the holodeck episode with Bryce and Waitley, the, the ride of the Rohirrim. She's in the middle of that field. She's not on horseback. She's on her feet. And uh, there's no corpses. There's no orcs. There's no battle. It's just this bleak, desolate field. And she has this feeling of something is wrong. And she's looking around. She's trying to figure out what's going on. It feels very real. It feels very real. It, It doesn't feel like a dream. And in the distance, in the far distance, she can hear a voice calling out to her. But she can't quite make out what it's saying. And she's looking around, and and, and she's trying to figure out what's going on. And and she starts walking around, and again, she's in the middle of this field. Uh, Again, right of the Rahiram, just no horses, no battle, no orcs, no corpses, no nothing, just bleak and desolate. And in the distance, she sees a figure walking toward her, and that's where the voice is coming from. What does she do? I walk towards the figure a bit hesitantly. It's a black-robed figure. As she gets closer to it, she can start making out a few details. Uh, For lack of a better word, it looks like a ringwraith. It looks like a Nazgul. And that's where the voice is coming from. It's very deep and very dark and very throaty and she still cannot make out exactly what it's saying. You continue making your way toward it? Uh, Sets of stops. The figure continues making its way toward her. She closes her eyes and thinks, trying to feel the situation. She feels nothing other than the presence of that dark figure. When she opens her eyes, it is right in front of her. It's Chaplain Waitley underneath the hood. And when she sees that, she can finally hear what he has been saying this entire time. Resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. And she springs awake. She is lying in bed, sweating profusely from probably one of the worst nightmares she's ever had in her life. And now... and. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What's her reaction? Uh, her reaction is to call out for Kara. As Kara yelps and rolls out of her bed, and because she's on the top bunk, she hits the floor. She quickly gets up and looks over at Setsa, though. What's wrong? What's wrong? You okay? I, I, I had, I had a dream. It was really weird. Old Borgie. Okay, that's, uh, and yeah, that's not good. I think that's a really good point to end that scene. At that point, we roll credits. 
we switch scenes can we just have like the reliant you know zoom in on the screen and then back out like the old batman tv show that would be awesome that would be awesome i need to work on that that would be cool as hell Oh, speaking of this, can I get the audio for the for the intro, um, just so I can put it in? Yes, absolutely. I will. I will send that to you later. I'll also uh, poke Strogan now that we've got things settled down about uh, redoing the intro. Yes, we need to. We, we definitely need to redo the intro and the outro. Yeah. So, yeah, so well, I'll be able to poke him about that. Um, and no visual changes to the ship, correct? No, not yet. Well, and, and okay. with, yeah, we're, we're, we're a ways from that. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, no visual changes to the ship. Gotcha. We, we haven't gotten to the refit yet. That, that's a couple episodes away. <laughs> Shh, no spoilers. All the spoilers now. <laughs> The worst kept secrets in Star Trek are all aboard the USS Reliant. <laughs> there, there's stuff we're supposed to keep secret? Uh-oh. Jigoro is actually a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Kara just looks on, tears in her eyes, you just destroyed her entire universe. <laughs> Alright, so, as we come back, we zoom in on Captain Graves, or, well, Captain of the Ship, Graves, uh, sitting in his ready room at the beginning of the morning. And uh, he is reviewing his, uh, you know, his duty roster, you know, all the reports from the different divisions. And he gets a communique, Starfleet Command. He sighs, taps the air, sighs, kind of adjusts his uniform, buttons it up. Because he's uh, been wearing the new Odyssey style, but with the uh, flap open like the uh, uh, Wrath of Khan uniform. Makes himself presentable and just says, okay, what's it going to be this time? Hopefully it might be good. But it's command. We'll see. And then he hits the button and it's like, grit. It's simply a text message. It's it's not a a video feed or live or anything like that. It's simply uh, basically a, a... 25th century memo that uh, basically states that the USS Reliant and her crew are to report to Starbase 614 for ship refit at your earliest Mm. and immediate convenience. Okay. And that's it. That's 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 the order that you have been given from Starfleet Command. So Graves kind of nods and like, okay, pretty simple, but uh, who knows? Maybe they'll give us some kind of spinal lance and expect us to go back on the front lines. But yeah, never know. He um, taps the uh, taps his uh, uh, combat and says, uh, "Graves to Doctor O'Connor." You get to response, Doctor O'Connor here. Uh, you got a minute to talk? Um, yeah, I could be up there uh, whenever you need me. I'm just having my coffee. Okay. Yeah, bring and it, it up is here. We need to have for the ship. Yeah. This is early morning. This is literally at the beginning of everybody's shift. So Marcus replicates himself a T. So and, as uh, you uh, as, 
as as Graves exits out of that memo and and has that conversation with Dr. O'Connor, he notices there is a blinking message marked priority urgent. Here we go. He uh, checks the message. It is from Quentin Reynolds and Alanis Kendra. Mm. Your chief science officer and your first officer. He reads the message. To sum it up, it basically states that due to the birth of their child, they have elected to take a leave, a sabbatical, for maternity leave. They have when when they were when when the ship was docked at Starbase Epsilon, they chose to take a uh carrier uh, a, a crew freighter back home to take maternity leave and they cleared it through starfleet command everything is copacetic they have all the command codes they are taking a leave of absence to raise their child back at home and it has a little addendum from not starfleet command but from your direct superior that you need to reorganize your chain of command aboard the ship you are not being assigned new personnel. It is up to Captain Graves to reorganize and figure out the new chain of command. Graves' reaction is, again, another ah. And before he does anything else, he types out a message to um, uh, Quentin and Kendra saying, totally understand, definitely not easy bringing up a kid and really introducing them to the universe in a place like we've been. And to be honest, a place like we'll likely go again in the future. So when you're ready, you got a place here, always or forever. And yeah, be seeing you around, hopefully back on Earth sometime in the relative near future. And then he 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 then has the thought of like, oh, I saw this conversation with Eli, which he was expecting it just like a little bit of a check-in about facilities, making sure everything's set up um, with medical as things need to be. It's like, this just got a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, about the time you finish typing up that message, you hear the little ding at your door. Somebody is there, and uh, the computer tells you it's Dr. O'Connor. Come in. Eli enters. Captain, it's been far too long. What, like a couple hours? He sips his coffee. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to. I originally called you up here to have a little bit of a check in about medical. Originally, and, uh, yeah, I got a little bit of a message. Um, Reynolds and Alanis are taking maternity leave. Um, and command is not authorizing us to take on any new personnel. And I don't want to do anything too major because maternity leave, they'll be coming back once they, you know, spend some time with their kid, take care of things like that. So, um, and he, he, he's sort of pausing because it's sort of like he's getting into that sort of uncomfortable space of being that, like, he's struggling against the expectation that he should be a father figure in this situation because he's the captain. He kind of defaults to, ah. so basically I need to move someone up to first officer. I see. Who are you thinking? And you are, you are the second officer of the ship. This is true. So we could turn that two into a one. Until Alanis comes back. 
I admit it seems tempting. I have my medical duties, but I I do want this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, you have your own ship, Doctor. And Graves sort of smiles with that. Yes, but that was run through one through gambling. With cards, not Starfleet. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a good anecdote for someone who eventually becomes captain. At that point, uh, O'Connor's uh, combat chirps. Ged's voice, Ged's voice comes through before Eli can even tap it. Eli, I need you down here. We got someone in, in labor. We need you to fix this. I'm not handled to do this. This is your job, not mine. The captain is currently talking to me right now. I'll just... Oh, yeah, bloody bastard. All right, do your job. I'll handle it. Um, If he needs to be down there, we could we, we speed things along. I mean, I think... I think we can continue done. this conversation down there if you want. Oh, oh, fine. I mean, I'm just checking reports right now, so I can certainly tag downstairs. I mean, if someone's in labor, I didn't know anyone else was pregnant on this ship. Neither did I. So, Graves stands up with uh, Eli, and they uh, head out to the uh, turbo lift. Captain, right. I'm just going to say, I accept as long as I can keep doing my medical stuff. Um, so, you don't have to worry about me, uh, what is it, um, signing off on, quote-unquote, um, on fitness to be captain or in situations. I'm going to leave that duty to get. Okay. Yeah, it sounds good. And, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I, I technically had options, but especially, you know, after what happened um, with the blob and just the counsel you're able to provide there, I, yeah, would like your, to value, uh, like your opinion here, because I don't think anyone else right now could, you know, really step up to what Kendra was able to provide for the crew. I'm no Kendra, but I shall do my best. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Well, and the, the door opens, and they proceed through the uh, the uh, hall to the uh, sick bay. And what you guys see when you walk into the med bay is Ged <laughs> freaking out because uh, uh, Eli knows this. Ged is not a fan of delivering children. Uh, you see, uh, uh, what's what what's the rank? Um, not not crewman. Um, Chief, God damn it! What's ensign? Just petty uh, officer. Uh, we'll we'll just go with crewman. Crewman third class. Uh, Futashari is laid up on the bed, and everybody has known she has been pregnant, but uh, it's just except Graves. (laughs) (laughs) No, he knew. It just slipped his mind. One of those things. It was like with everything else that's been going on on the Reliant. It just. It slipped his mind. It's one of those things. It's like even Captain Kirk would have forgotten this. Even Captain Picard would have forgotten this. Maybe not Cisco, but that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> and she's she's up on the on on the 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 the, the med bed, and uh, she she's literally crowning. And Ged's freaking out because he absolutely despises having to do this kind of thing. And as soon as Eli walks through the door, he looks at him and says, This is your job, not mine, damn it! What have you been doing? You were supposed to be on the clock 15 minutes ago! 
to need to speak to me. I'm the first officer now. He stops, blinks. Even even Futashari kind of, like, she's in labor. She's literally giving birth. Even she blinks and looks over, and then the pain overwhelms her. <laughs> she's just like, come on, somebody get this out of me. Yep, that's what I'm here and, for, and, and Eli Dead moves to help. Yep, Dead points at Eli and says, do your job, damn it. I have two of them now. And Eli, oh. or, uh, not Eli. Uh, Ged sidles up next to, uh, Graves and says, are you sure about this? Um, Graves is kind of in complete shock because he forgot anyone else on the crew was pregnant. And he thought that Ged was basically, like, that this was going to be some kind of drinking ritual. Like, God dang it, get down here. Because he's seen what's in the shelving underneath the biobeds. So he's kind of like, oh, this is actually a labor situation, and he wasn't just trying to pull Eli out of this meeting. So, I'm feeling a lot more awkward right now. So he says to Ged, um, yeah, command didn't give me too many options, and Kendra's, uh, going on maternity leave. So, um, call it thematic? Ged kinda blinks for a second. Like, he's, he's very obviously taken aback by this news. But it's only for, like, a second, and then he says, well, do your damn job. I don't know why I keep trying to give get a Scottish accent, but, uh, yeah, ignore that part. But uh, Ged just, you know, he has that brief moment of pause, looks at Graves and says, well, do your damn job. Get this shit off my sick bay. And we'll end that scene. Does anybody else have any other scenes that they want to do? Uh, just a quick one. Um, engineering is starting its day just by uh, having a group meeting, by going over, you know, all the various maintenance tasks, uh, the usual stuff, and uh, just making sure everyone's... Uh, engineering, as usual, is running beautifully. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, the engineering crew on the Reliant is phenomenal. They they are perfectly in sync. We actually have a bonus to uh, the engineering crew on the Reliant uh, due to a bunch of ridiculous critical successes on previous roles. Uh, they basically anytime engineering comes into play, uh, they they have an automatic success. Uh, anytime engineering comes into play. So the, the engineering department on the Reliant is just, they're all really good friends. They all get along really well. They all speak the same language. And I don't mean that literally. I just mean like they all get the same jokes. They all, it's just perfect synchronicity when it comes to the engineering crew. And uh, Rick Tier is the guy in charge of that. And, and he's like the best boss anybody could ever have. So when, when Rick goes down, Everything's exactly how you left it the night before. Um, nobody has any complaints. Like there, there, there might be a couple petty squabbles, some some signatures you have to give just to get stuff out of your hair, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 no issues. Every everything is great, except there is one uh, there is one crewman that you uh, picked up at Starbase Epsilon, who has been pretty quiet. And uh, somebody give me a name. Doesn't matter. Somebody give me a name. 
Wilkins. All right, Kerman Wilkins has a complaint, and uh, you know, they don't come directly to Richter. It's like a, a pad, a memo on uh, Richter's pad when he gets down to his desk and and starts, you know, reviewing all the orders for the day and everything. And he he sees this complaint, and it, it, it's this petty minor thing, like. I, I, I really wish engineering was two degrees cooler. Like, that's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's the worst thing Richter has to deal with for the, is this, this, this crewman that you just picked up really wished the, uh, the, the engineering bay that they work in, uh, was two degrees cooler. All right. Well, Rick, Rick here will get onto that to sort of get, get an idea of, of, um, just have a brief talk to them and, um, sort of lay out how the differences of people, you know, that some things we just gotta gotta deal with. We are about to have our first roll of the game. Are we ready? Uh, Do it. Oh, wait, wrong folder. Where's the drive? Where's the drive? I did have my character sheet open, but I don't know where it went. Uh, yeah, I had the drive open, and it suddenly disappeared. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, I've got my sheet open. So if you need to do me to do a roll, give me a second. All right, here we go. Give me a presence plus command roll. Difficulty ten. No complication. Uh, how many successes do I need? Just one. Just one. Okay, then it's a one, one difficulty. Then difficulty would be ten successes. Oh. Oh, I okay. Alright, so uh presence is ten, command is four, so that's forty and that's two successes. On the wrong chat. Two successes. Alright. So not only do you succeed in uh telling this this new crewman off for being uh <laughs> it, it, it's not telling off so much, it's just sort of saying, well, you know, these are all the Things that other people have to deal with. This is, you know, a very diverse crew. There are just, you know, like there's nothing that can be done about it, and it's it's not a not really an issue that should be. Wrong. Uh, um, and since you got one more success than you needed, that that earns a point of momentum. Um. Yeah, it, it it goes as swimmingly as possible. Like this, this crewman is very um, obstinate and and trying to be difficult, trying to be a thorn in your side, and and you handle it swimmingly. And the crewman literally walks away awestruck, like, "Wow, this is the best supervisor in Starfleet I've ever had," and and. I don't want to use the term fall in line, but that's the best term I can use. Like they walk out of your office, just like gung ho, ready to go do their job. No complaints. They are happy, even though their complaint was not actually addressed because they understand why their complaint was irrelevant. If that makes sense. Yeah. They understand why it couldn't be addressed. Exactly. Uh, was there anything else Richter wanted to do? No, just just sort of the just sort of making sure that that uh, things are running smoothly. Everyone's on the same page and and eager and ready to yep. go for 
stay in the job. Like I said, the 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 engineering department of the Reliant is a well-oiled machine, and Rick Tier is a big part of the reason. Does anybody else have a scene they want to do before we uh, continue to the next part? I got one, if you don't mind. Go ahead. So, Club 42, still early morning. Kara sits across the table from Setsujigoro, looking over at her. Kara has some slight dark circles under her eyes. You sure you're going to be okay? It's been a long time since you've had a nightmare like that. I think I'll be fine. I mean, it's just a nightmare. I mean, my brain's processing a whole lot. and uh, Trying not to think about back then, but still something I've got to deal with. Kara nods. She thinks back to, you know, the times that Setsa has woken up screaming in the past and sighs again. She looks off to the side. Maybe you should go talk to Graves about it. Maybe he's got something that might be able to help you. Maybe you'll feel better. Um, and she's looking um, uh, pretty kind of, not embarrassed, but just sort of like a, like, I've been hard talking to him. Hard talking to him? Given the things that have passed between you lately, I wouldn't suspect that. Like pressure, like I have to say the right thing and not screw up, and hard enough just you know remembering my duty shift and getting there on time. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll try to look up some resources for you, but I'm not good at this sort of thing. But I really do think that maybe if you took some time to go be with him, you'd probably feel better. Kara sighs. Well. Time for me to be on the bridge. I'll see you later, Setsa. See ya. Kara, you know, takes and her tray and reclaims it and moves off to the bridge. And Setsa is there for another long moment and just has that, just kind of just sorting herself out, sort of uh, slaps her cheeks and then um, heads over to the science labs. Before, uh, before Setsa leaves, uh, Grimner wanders over. It's early morning. Most of the most of the Club Forty Two crowd aren't there yet, or not crowd, but uh, workers. You know the servers, the you know all that it is basically just Grimnir in the morning. He wanders over, starts picking up the trays from the table, and he looks down at Setsa and says, "Hey, I had a long face, lass. The hell's wrong with you?" Setsa looks up and just kind of has that. Very simple reaction, and just says, Oh, you're a very large man. Hey, and the ship's made of deuterium. What's your point? Uh, uh, sorry, 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 just not great self control. Um, no, neither do I. You still ain't made your point yet. And about long face? Hey, I? I believe Federation it- standard I means yes. Hey! Hey! She she makes a mental, a very sort of pointed mental note in her sort of translation list for Starfleetisms to Ibby. And says, I I believe the expression means I I look sad or attentive. And I'm just... He nods very heavily. And she she just defaults to honesty at this point. And says, I've just had that dream. And someone I talked to, I'm, I'm, don't, I, I'm having trouble talking to him. I'm, I'm 
think I'm doing something wrong with Kara, and things are just hard. Grimner sets down everything he has in his hands, and he sits down across the table from Kara. Of course, even sitting, he still towers over her, but he kind of hunches down, and it's you know kind of obvious he he's trying to shrink down his size and try to get on her level, and he kind of he steeples his hands underneath his chin, underneath that big bushy beard he has, and he he makes eye contact with her. And he says, Yes. Have you tried talking to anyone? Doesn't matter who. It doesn't have to be the captain. It doesn't have to be the chaplain. Someone. Not really. I mean, a little bit with the chaplain and a little bit with Graves, but that was, you know, kind of at first. And since we had that battle at Lapatas, then camping, it's just, yeah, I mean, we're trying, but it's just. Oh, just a lot of past. Things have been hard. I, I know. I was out of work during all that. Imagine being me. Poor little old me. Hunkered down in my quarters. Thinking I was going to get kicked off the ship during all that. Unable to do a goddamned thing. Yeah, and he's, he's given was... her this steely-eyed gaze while he says this. Now you... You got to go out there. You got to be a part of it. You got to do something. You got to take action. I mean, with the blob, but in the battle, I was stuck in my quarters and in my bunk, hoping you know the ship didn't explode. He he kind of raises his eyebrow, kind of a surprised look on his face, and he says, "All right, all right, I get what you're saying." It's my first week on the job. Is it, though? Is it really? No. No, I mean, I was doing a field research project at, um, yeah, at the colony where Borg attacked Vega. But, I don't know, it just felt like more school. I mean, there, there's been that disconnect, and, you know, I've learned stuff about myself since, and uh, it's hard to feel that there's continuity. To get in touch with the old me. Just could be happy. You know what I think you need? And and pardon me for saying this. I, I don't know you very well. But just watching you. See My name's Setsa. Around here. Setsa. He offers his, you know, big meaty hand for a handshake. And Setsa returns it and just sort of has this look of like, wait a minute. And she says, were you the one with the sheep? He's like... You know That's what you different. need? Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Bill, Bill, get over here. Mean, and the sheep wanders over and she baws a little bit and nuzzles up next to Grimnir's knee. And she, <laughs> she, she looks up at uh, Setsa with a, a fair bit of familiarity, but she sticks by Grimnir. He says, I, I am. Um, I was there. I don't remember you now. I forgot you. That's all right. We all go through things, and we forget things, and we go through things we don't remember. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Sometimes we go through things, and sometimes they're worth forgetting. And he's he's given that stern, knowing look when he says that. And Setsa is only thinking about her time, what she learned about herself at Ifar at the time, and just sort of files that into sort of the... uh, same bucket and just says 
I, I mean, just trying to get back to that simplicity. He, uh, and she slaps his hand down on the all. table. What's that? She also pets me all. Oh, as soon as soon as as soon as Setsa reaches down and starts to pet Mule, Mule immediately, you know, nuzzles into her and Grimnir not <laughs> Grimnir chuckles and says, She loves the head scratches. Right behind the ear, right there. I yeah, right there. She loves that. And then oh, he slaps his you. hand he slaps his hand down on the table and he stands up. He says, All right, I've got work to do, and I imagine so do you. Yeah. Have a good one, but don't forget what I said. Some things are oh. worth forgetting. And he turns oh. around and he starts walking back to the bar. He stops. He says, Mule, come on. And the sheep immediately starts waddling, you know, after him. Bye bye, Mule. Bye, Brunier. Oh, you get later. All right. Does anybody else have any other scenes they want to do? And yes, I know Grimnir's accent is terrible, but that's intentional. Yeah, it's space. We could have any accent. How would anyone know his accent is terrible? Nobody has the same accent as him. <laughs> Does anybody have any other scenes they want to do before we move on? I'm good. Are we good? All right, we good. So, I imagine that, because... Uh, because Graves never specifically said what he is doing in response to his orders. Oh, uh, yeah. Set a course for the Starbase. All right. So you guys have been uh, on cruise. Uh, I believe the uh, the standard uh, comfortable uh, warp cruise velocity is warp 6.9, I believe, was what's, what was set. So you guys sure. have been going at uh, <laughs> you guys have been going at standard uh, cruise velocity for probably about a day and a half. When uh, all of a sudden, and let me uh, oh, wrong button, the ship automatically goes to yellow alert. If I can find the damn button, nope, not 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 red alert, yellow alert. Ship automatically goes to yellow alert, and uh, Chief Moon pipes up and says, Captain! I don't know why I gave him an accent. He's not supposed to have an accent. <laughs> He's uh, been hanging around Grimnir too long. Apparently. <laughs> pipes up and says, Captain, we've lost sensors and our shields have dropped. Um, That's bad. Waitley... Oh, go ahead. Any signs of any, uh, nearby vessels? Both, uh, both Waitley and Moon report no, no signs of nearby vessels. Waitley, uh, you know, sitting in his seat, he's typing on his console. He says, "Sir, we, we seem to have entered an unmapped and unknown nebula." Uh, we couldn't detect it earlier. And Moon, Moon, uh, says. Sir, I've been running scans ever since we've left Epsilon. No, this was not on our sensors. Any reports of ships being lost in this area? Negative, sir. Hmm. Waitley checks his uh, console, checks his computer. No, this this area was uh, considered a route. That's why we were going through here. All right. But the priority on bringing the shields back online, or at least figuring out why those failed, and we need to uh, move ourselves out of this nebula ASAP. All right, that, Captain. 
Kara sets Rick, a course to re or sets a course to retrace their steps right the hell back out. Rick Tier, this comes down to you in your engineering department. Alrighty. Give me a let me what would this role be? This would be a insight and engineering role. And I am going to spend a point of threat to make this a little more difficult. Hmm. Let's see what I got in terms of values and and talents that I might be able to use. Hmm. This is just about getting the ship out of there. Hmm. This is is about getting your sensors and shields back on the line. Okay. Would this be a power thing, or would this be more of something else? Something else. Okay. That that's why it's insight, not reason or control. Okay. Uh so that is a twelve. So it is uh, right. sorry, what's the difficulty? Uh let's see, I spent a point of threat, so that re- er, uh increases the difficulty. So that puts your difficulty at we'll say eighteen. Or no no no, I have that backwards. Sorry, I, I'm still getting used to this 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 system. <laughs> uh, everything's backwards. I gotta think AD and D second edition for for. <laughs> so, so how many successes do I need? And uh, like, what is it? Um, greater chance of complication. All right, uh, complication. There's 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 no increased chance of complication. However, the uh, point of threat I'm spending it, it requires you to have two successes. Uh, the the difficulty the uh, uh, my role is I got to get twelve or under because that's set by my stats. All right, uh, I'm gonna. Can Go I use a momentum for an extra die? Yes. Momentum. Momentum. <laughs> So that's that's an automatic success. Uh, yeah. Oh, I I forgot the automatic success. Okay, but I'll still get the extra momentum. Or did you? Oh, oh, did you want an automatic success, or did you want an extra die? Um. Well, well, you is he do, if he's die, rolled so. an extra die, so well, that... engineering team. Well, engineering team automatically gives you a success. So we got two. So we got two with that. So you spent a momentum, and you got a momentum. Actually, you got two points of momentum. If I can remember which button it is, there it is. Um. So I only wrote like only one of those was a success because the six it's twelve, and I didn't. Oh, put you a didn't put in. in. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. Never mind. So you lost your momentum. Okay. All right. So you got one success, but because of the engineering benefit you got two successes so you managed to get uh odd or even let's go odd all right you managed to get sensors back online but not shields Uh, so the the situation is you are in a previously unknown and unmapped nebula uh it had been recorded maybe two days before uh, and it had been called the Enigmas Nebula because it had not been there before. Uh, nobody that was on the ship, uh, we're going to call it the USS Tokyo, 
uh, was aware of it. It was not on the star charts. It was not in any Federation database. They, they were following a standard, uh, you know, warp protocol. Uh, this is the standard route from the general direction you guys were coming from to Starbase 614. Uh, many ships have been through this area over the, over the years. And this, this was a standard point of entry towards Starbase 614. And about not even two days, we're going to say a day and a half, basically right around the time you guys got your orders to go to Starbase 614 is when this happened. Uh, however, uh, the USS Tokyo has not responded. They, they got one message out before they lost contact with the subspace uh, network. And that was where the name came from, was they got this one message out. The, and and uh, we're going to call it the, uh, the Tokyo's Science Department gave it the name, the Enigmas Nebula. Because it shouldn't be there. It hadn't been there. It had never been there before for for decades. And all of a sudden there was this weird nebula that caused issues with starship systems. And that is what you are now caught in. Your engines are basically at half. Uh, your shields are offline. Your sensors would be offline, or at least your long and mid-range sensors would be offline. However, your engineering department is very, very good at what they do, and they manage to get your sensors back online. You are detecting signs of two different starships within the nebula. Well, that would be whoever's running. And up to the captain to give us orders about it. Captain needs to be told first. So, Captain, assuming he's told by Kara that we've uh, that those two ships are detected. Okay, because I was about to uh, say Kara's got no sensor control. I've got weapons and flight. That's it. <laughs> okay, so Moon or Sizzik? Probably Moon tells me. Okay, so Moon tells me about the um, the two ships, and Graves asks. Uh, I take it that we don't have any IDs on those vessels. Negative. Uh, what class was the Tokyo? Uh, we're going to call it a refit Miranda, not a, not a reliant. It's a refit Miranda. All right. Um, do we have any size, uh, data on those vessels? Uh, too far away. All right. With, with the nebula, um, like the sensors are online, but there's still a lot of interference. All right. Well, either way, probably someone needs assistance over that way. So if we can manage it. Um, Let's go ahead and proceed ahead. Keep our phasers charged, though. Because without shields, we may need to react quickly if one of those vessels turns out to be hostile. On the way there, Kara already begins flying erratically in different directions and everything, and basically doing evasive maneuvers before even being told. Alright, Kara, give me a... Call it a daring con roll. Uh... Standard difficulty, no complications. Just give me a daring and con roll. Okay, that'll be 12. Let's see. Zero yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> okay. So as as you are attempting your, uh, your evasive maneuvers, you lose your left thruster. 
car is car. She'll just keep going. She'll just zag even more crazily now because there's less. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're basically spinning in right circles unless you uh, adjust, which Kara is a very good pilot, so she's, no, she's no, no. able no, to no. adjust. Fuck it. We got inertial dampeners online. Spinny, spinny. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome back, Augie. I do wanna I do wanna pause real quick. Everything everything went well, Augie. I hope. I, I, I do wanna take this moment to make sure everything's good with Augie. Okay, good to hear. Very good to hear. Uh all right, so Kara manages to uh maintain control of the ship, but uh things do not go very well when she tries her evasive maneuvers. And uh, it, it's a bit of a struggle, but she manages to maintain control. And as I said, uh, as as she's doing the evasive maneuvers that she is attempting. <laughs> exactly, Graves. Uh, Duncan just posted a gif of a cat sitting on a record player spinning in circles. And Kara manages to avoid that. Like I said, there were there were no complications, but there were no successes either. So, <laughs> um, so it's a matter of, uh, she's trying to do these evasive maneuvers and then the, the left, the left impulse engine goes out and she's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And so now she's having to compensate for that. But, uh, the, the Reliant starts to approach the, uh, the, the, the two ship sensors or the two ship signs that uh were detected on the sensors and as you get closer uh uh moon reports uh sir these are uh kdf ships oh, oh. good interesting uh what faction unknown sir and at this point chorog your ship Despite the fact your engines or your impulse engines are disabled, your thrusters are still online, your shields are down, your weapons are online, your long range sensors are down, but on short range sensors, your uh, your operations officer tells you that your there is a Federation ship fast approaching. You have been stuck in this nebula for about a day and a half along with your uh, your admiral. And uh, communications have been very spotty. And the theory that you guys have had is you were you were approaching a a Federation starbase to do a raid when when you entered this nebula. And uh, the first thought you have is that this ship is from that starbase. And this ship is responsible for you being caught in this nebula. Helm, take evasive maneuvers. First, these Federation scum, they disable us in this nebula. Now they come to finish us off like hell they will. So your 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 crew tries very hard to take evasive maneuvers. But as I said, you were you were you were down to literally just thrusters. And uh, your your companionship does the same. And you manage to get a flanking position on the Reliant. And back to the Reliant, you you guys see this, that these these two ships have immediately jumped to action. Uh, and 
you guys have one impulse engine, whereas they apparently have none. So you, you have a little more speed, but you are outnumbered. Graves, what does the Reliant do in this situation? Kara, take evasive maneuvers. Uh, prepare to launch photon torpedoes, fire phasers. Uh, try to get a hail on those ships. And Waitley, if you can think of anything to mess about with them or get them to not attack us, that would be great. So I'm assuming we are now at red alert. We are now at red alert. Find the damn button. Nope, wrong button. There we go. <laughs> uh, Waitley uh, does his, you know, puts his, his hand to his head. And he focuses and he concentrates and he starts to look angry and he stops and he opens his eyes and he looks at you. He says, sir, this nebula, I I can't read through it. I can't even read you. That's not good. And mind you, he literally just used a contraction, which, you know, Waitley almost never does. And Graves is having this realization that this is probably a really disorienting experience for the chaplain. So he says, all right, um, focus on trying to get him uh, hailing frequency through. Um, Anything to get their attention either. Uh, Something that we wouldn't do for necessarily launching a raid on them, but without compromising our position. Waitley gives a, I have no idea kind of expression, but doesn't say anything. Grace is thinking as the ship is moving and sort of reacting to the situation. Uh, Any response to Hales? Grog? What is the status of their communication? Can we hail them? Sir, we are being hailed. But the, 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 the signal is choppy. I can attempt to put it on screen, but audio would be best. Do it. And your, your communications officer punches the button and uh what 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 do you say what what does trog say as soon as communications are online federation vessel stand down and prepare to be boarded first you disable us in this nebula then you try to then you try to come kill us like hell you will we're disabled too federation lies yeah, I was going to say, the, the limited sensors that Chorog's ship has, which, by the way, what's what's the name of Chorog's ship? IKS Bloodwind. Bloodwind. All right. So, uh, according to the Bloodwind sensor, this, this Federation ship that has suddenly shown up has impulse engines, whereas you do not. Nor does the Black Bastion. Weapons officer, time to balance the engagement. Target what? Target engines and fire. And uh, the Reliant on on the staticky view screen uh, that you managed to have in the uh, static of the nebula that you're in, you see two torpedoes just barely miss the Reliant. Swing and a miss. What does the Reliant do in response? Reliant hails them again. Yeah, Reliant tries to hail them again. Chorog. You are you are being hailed by the Federation ship after you fired upon them and missed. Weapons officer, I said hit them, not miss them. As Torog pulls his disruptor and vaporizes the officer on sight. You, engineer, take the station. You miss, same fate for you. Lethian uh, jumps from a side console and 
takes the uh, console and uh, you know what? I'm I, this one. I'm actually going to give a roll. Uh, let me uh, see. Two D twenty. I'm going to give this a chance of 12. See what we get. Oh! <laughs> yeah! Okay! So, <laughs> the Lethian fires. Uh, the torpedo shoots out. One, one is a, a wild swing and a miss. The other one starts to go directly toward the Reliant and, 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 and Graves and the Reliant sees this. There's this torpedo that actually manages to lock onto the Reliant. And then something happens. Ooh, I got an idea. Please let me go with this one real quick. Okay, go ahead. Kara turns the Reliant towards the Bloodwind and immediately engages impulse engines right towards them, banking off at the last moment. All right. All right. So with the uh, the half impulse that you have access to, you manage to pull that off, uh, just barely. Like the, the the torpedo misses your 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 nacelle by like six meters, and as soon as it misses, it, it swings around and starts making it way back toward the bloodwind. And the Lethian at the helm is like, shit, 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 except Car- he's saying it in Lethian. Kara's <laughs> voice comes over the comms. Hey, you lost the torpedo. I got it back for you. <laughs> and the, the Bloodwind just barely manages to miss getting hit by its own torpedo. So who, who reacts uh, first? Graves comes on the mic and says, uh, God damn it, you bastard. Don't you know what the ship is? The ship is scrap when I get done with it. USS Reliant. We helped, er, we helped take the Karat system from the Borg. We held our ground at Lapatis against the Orions. We play nice with the Empire. And if you want to take us on, sure, we'll go ahead and torpedo you. Turn you into a slag like we did that war barge. Or you can stop, think, and say, hey, we're disabled by a giant nebula. Maybe we can work with other ships that are also in that same nebula. If I wanted you dead, I wouldn't be talking with you right now. I don't work for Federation scum. You're working for yourself. You know, sir, we've got impulse. We can just leave and maybe a few days will improve his mood. Yeah, maybe we can do that. Chorog, you get an emergency communication from your commanding officer on your console. In the nicest way I can say it, it basically says, play nice with them. Your will be done, my lord. Federation, cut your engines, disarm your weapons, and I'll disarm my weapons. Maybe we can figure our way out of this mess. Radio. Glad to hear it. Graves gives the order. Kara accepts the order and stops the ship as best she's able. Spin, spin, spin. Spin, spin, spin. <laughs> there, there's still some rotational torque. As as you guys come to a halt and, and you guys are within, you know, close sensor range, uh, Chorog had detected this uh, probably 12 hours ago, but it didn't matter to him. Uh, the Reliant now picks this up. And, and Moon, 
pipes up and says, uh, sir, I know this is not particularly relevant to the situation we're in right now. I, I just got readings from the Tokyo. Oh, what it, kind of readings? It's about 12 kilometers off our starboard bow. All right. We need to make that a priority of rescuing that ship. If they're able to help as well. Yeah. That's just another asset for getting us, uh, getting us all out of here. Kara looks at the screen. Hey, Fang Face, we got to go save our friends real quick. You going to be all right for a minute? Welcome to come along, too, but, you know, Federation scum, more Federation scum. It's going to be kind of scummy. Oh, we're like a pond over here. <laughs> Literally bathing in it. Mmm, <laughs> marinating in that Federation scumness. Chirag? I think there we lost some plants in aphrodisiac. I'm here. <laughs> what's uh, what's what's your response to that? Your funeral. Yeah, we all gotta have one someday. You come here. I can't guarantee your safety. Well, that's good. Well, Kara turns the ship towards the, you know, Tokyo, and proceeds on thrusters, deciding to save whatever impulse she has. Grace right. kind of has that. It has that feeling of, you know, I've worked with Nausicans before, kind of no Charg's type, but he's like, I'm liking this. I shouldn't be right now, but yeah, this is kind of fun. So unless the, uh, <laughs> unless Chorog does anything different, you guys uh, get within close sensor range of the Tokyo. Um. W- what's that, JB? Um, follow them. All right. So the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, what was the name of the ship again? Windrose? Bloodwind. Bloodwind. That's what. That's right. So the Bloodwind is following very close behind, since you guys are just at thrusters. Uh, You get within uh, uh, close sensor range of the Tokyo. Um, The Tokyo is dead in the water. Uh, All, all, all power offline. No life signs. Like the ship is fully intact, but again. No power, no life support, no life signs. The ship is completely dead in the water. And there was a record of them sending a communique a day and a half ago. All right. Um, Based on the time between last communication and the ship's current status, I'd say we don't have a whole lot of time to get out of here. Nope. We need to make that a priority. Um, Anything we can pull remotely from the uh, uh, Tokyo's computer logs. Actually, does our tractor beam still work? A negative. Tractor beams are offline. And no. you cannot pull anything from the computer system because, again, no power. All right, here's what I propose. Let's get a quick salvage team together. They'll go over, cut open the computer core, grab it, and then we'll leave with that. We should be able to figure out a way to get the data off it sooner or later. Bloodwind All right. to Reliant. Reliant here. Don't try using tractor beams. They're useless. We have grappling hooks. We will we will steady the ship. Hmm. That's a good option. Uh, yeah, we're going to send some people over there to try to pull out the computer core so we can get the data off of it, see what happened to that ship in its final moments, and be prepared for what's coming. Because right now our sh- sh- system sh- uh, seems stable, but something took out this ship. So we need to figure out what as soon as we can and then get out of here as soon as we can. So also, we'll send our people over, but if there's oh, any complications, we just need to tow that thing out. 
and with us so we can keep working and get out of here at the same time. Also, Kareth says, we have the slight problem of if we use Chorog's ship to tow it out, they're in worse shape than us, sir. We roughly know the direction of out, but none of us is going anywhere quickly. All right. Don't Let's try worry. to get it. Where you go, we go. Hey, you got grappling hooks. You can always just, you know, hitch a ride as we uh, head out on impulse. Oh, there you go. One long train of ships. Yeah, we'll see what we come to. But yeah, let's get a head start on finding out what's uh, out here by trying to get that data. Um, I take it, let's not risk transporters. Let's try to get a shuttlecraft over there. Okay, you want me to go gather up our resident computer expert? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough mission for her. But yeah, she's the best qualified to try to make something out of that data core. Um, yeah, just make sure we got extra security for this one. Right on. Hey, Bryce, want to babysit? Is 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 that your way of giving Bryce the con? No, that was her way of asking Bryce to come along with herself and sets on the shuttle. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> he said extra security. Bryce is about as secure as I think we can get. All right, <laughs> all right. So. So Bryce, you know, he's sitting in his uh, station uh, at the back of the bridge, or is the forward of the bridge? I can't remember the uh, the layout of the bridge for the Reliant. Um, yeah, It'd so be behind the captain. Up front. Yeah, behind the captain's that main arch. Okay. So uh, he nods and says, as you wish. Okay, so that's Bryce, me, and Setsa. Anybody else you want to send? Maybe we could bring Rick Tier along, just in case something goes horribly wrong. Um... Yeah, also uh, Eli as well, because, I mean, if the crew's been killed, uh, we should have a look at to see how that happened. I'm betting it's just atmosphere got vented, but all right. Kara taps her badge and lets Rick Tier and Eli know that the captain has kindly requested that we all meet in the shuttle bay for an EVA. And mind you, when you, when you do that, the, the communication is very staticky. There, there is definitely a lot of interference. Kara swears, goes over to a terminal, and sends it through the actual circuits of the ship. Which is also a little chuggy, but not as bad as going through the combat. Oh, that's not good. Kara hustles down to the uh, shuttle bay. All right. <laughs> everybody, everybody on the away team is assembled in shuttle bay. Uh, Waitley is literally crippled in his chair on the bridge. Apparently something about this nebula is giving him a horrendous migraine. He is incapable of speech or rational thinking at this point. Um, Graves noticing that taps or tries to relay communication to sickbay for someone, uh, to come up here and, uh, take a look at waiting. Uh, Ged sends a nurse up to retrieve him, uh, We'll we'll get to that scene in a minute. Uh, we haven't. The away team assembles in the shuttle bay. Uh, you board you board the shuttle. Um, launch goes exactly as anticipated. Although, just as the ship, the shuttle systems are fluctuating and not working properly. Chorog, what do you do? Oh, get that shuttle. Lock on with grappler. As yes. Give me a give me a control command roll. 
And I'm going to give you a plus one. Okay, so how do I do that? All right, so uh, you have the character sheet, right? Uh, not in front of me. Uh, uh, I'll get it. All right, you got it? Yep, I got it. All right, so what is Chorog's control plus command? Uh, 12. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, I just realized I'm looking at Chorog's character sheet. I didn't realize it. All right, so roll uh, 2D, 2d20. Your target number is a 13, because I'm giving you a plus one to this roll due to the to, to, due to the easiness of the particular situation. Do you remember how I showed you how to do the rolls? All right. Yeah, yeah you go. just did it. Yep. And you got two successes. All right. So, as literally as soon as the shuttle launches from the Reliant, the Reliant shudders as the uh, the the blood winds grappling hooks launch on and latch on to the Reliant. I thought Chorog was targeting the shuttle, he had said. Oh, did I mishear? I thought he said forget the shuttle. Fire oh, I might the... be wrong. I thought he said target the shuttle. No, I said target the shuttle. Oh, I misheard you. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Retract that. Uh, as soon as the shuttle launches, you see... Yeah, I totally misheard that. My bad. Uh, you see the grappling hooks from the 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 Bloodwind launch out and grab the shuttle and start uh, Graves, pulling it in. Graves uh, orders, um, Moon, target the grappler with a phaser and fire. All right. I don't know that we have a character sheet for Moon, so I'm going to wing this. 2D20. I'll just fill the silence by telling you that there's a lot of Ibby cursing over a very static open channel. Unkind things are said about Chorog's lineage and mother. <laughs> Federation, shoot all you want. Those are neutronium cables. You'll never break them. I'm aiming for your damn ship, you idiot. As in where the grappler ports are coming from. Neutronium plated. You think I'm stupid? No, no, no. That's not how this game works. Oh, shit, son. Moon got two successes. So, Moon, <laughs> Whoo, I did not expect that to happen. Moon fires. He's he's. Also, this is, I want to say this is Moon's job. He's literally sweating at the console because this is his first time in this kind of situation. And he's just like, from an outside perspective, it looks like he's just randomly pushing buttons and hoping it works. And maybe for all we know, that's actually what happened. But he hits the button, and those phasers hit the cable literally these two, and they detach. Graves uh, comes on the comms and says... Also, you guys okay. get a point of momentum. Woot. So Graves comes on the comms again and is like, you try anything like that again, I'm torpedoing your bridge. This is not a situation where we can be messing with each other like this. I've as got a very that man on board named Civic will as, explain to you exactly how we will dissect on. your pivot parts if you try that again. Don't as you me say with a good that, time, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. As you were saying, 
you know, don't threaten me with a good time, so to speak, Graves. Uh, Moon says, sir, there, there is a ship decloaking. We are flanked. And that other ship so that got everyone the- had forgotten about is, is staring down at you less than a kilometer away. And their weapons are charged. And another voice comes over the comms and says, Federation vessel. This is not a Nausicaan voice. This is not a Klingon voice. Um, is anybody skilled in linguistics or any kind of Romulan heritage on the road? Uh, well, y- we do. Uh, Janik would have to be on the bridge. Unfortunately, Janik is not on the bridge. So I think that's it. Okay. So nobody, nobody recognizes the voice coming over comms. But uh, it, it's definitely not what anybody was expecting. And it says, Federation Vessel, you are hereby ordered to cease and desist. Retrieve your shuttle and leave now. We are performing salvage efforts on behalf of all of us to try to figure out what destroyed this vessel so we can prevent that from happening to us. Your I lackey do interfered not with that. Care. And the weapons start to charge up and they fire a warning shot. I do not fire warning shots, Federation. Consider this your lucky day. All right, let's bring the shuttle back. Then let's leave you here. We've got impulse. You don't. Kara hustles the shuttle back. There is still cursing on the line. So you you managed to retrieve the shuttle with the uh, with the the Nausicaan grappling hooks hanging off the side of it. Where this was my favorite shuttle. shuttle. <laughs> it has the blast shield. I'll be coming for those. Yeah, sure you will, buddy. Once we take <laughs> it off, you can hang it up in your quarters. Yeah, pretty much. Car is weeping on Actually, the shuttle. No. My poor baby, what have they done to you? We'll fix her. Be consoling her. Alright, I think that's a really good point to take a break. Does does any anybody disagree? Nope. Nope. Alright, uh, nine o'clock, so been going for a while. Yep. We're gonna take a quick uh call it a ten minute break. And we will yes. continue after that. Back Uh-oh. to the bridge. All right. When we left off, the uh, the Reliant had sent a shuttle to investigate the wreckage of the USS Tokyo, and en route, the uh, the the uh, Nausicaan pirate ship uh, Blood Bloodwind, yes, Bloodwind, Bloodwind, fired off some grappling hooks to uh, capture it and. Uh, Chief of Operations Moon managed to get a hell of a success and and cut those grappling hooks off and they managed to retrieve the shuttle and their their what was it three or four crewmates five crewmates five yes if if you count uh if you count NPCs yeah five uh back into the shuttle bay and they they're basically negotiating a a a standstill a truce while uh uh they are being flanked by two different pirate ships 
So uh, let's go to uh, Hassel and Chorog. We'll start there. So that is the situation you guys are in. Is you you guys have the Reliant flanked and have basically told them to f off. What is the discussion between Hassel and Chorog right now? Mind you, they are on different ships. Tactical. You put a hit out on Madrim, you put a hit on him right now. I want that Frankie's lobes for earmuffs. Well, you never would have actually had to known that problem had you not been thinking with your ass. I told you not to attack them in the first place. My apologies, my liege. My bloodlust. I was able to get the cloak working, but not much else is doing it at this point. We don't have impulse engines. Uh, so, basically, you shot at our tugboat. I can salvage this. This, this Federation captain. He, he thinks like a Nausicaan. I, I, can, I, can, I can deal with him. We've got we've to use kid gloves with the Federation. You know how they are. All too well, my liege. I don't want my name running through their computers any more than they have to be. Understood. Helmsman, kill the Federation. The the Lethian that took control of operations simply nods, says, Yes, sir, and he punches the button. On comms. Back to the Reliant. Uh, you guys are getting hailed by the Bloodwind. Is Kara back on the bridge by now, or is she still on the way? Uh, yeah, by now, everybody's back at their stations. It's, it's, it's been a few moments. Everybody's managed to get on the turbo lift and get back to where they're supposed to be. Kara notes the, you know, beeping coming from the comm station, looks back at the captain. I say fuck him. <laughs> captain Graves. You're muted if uh, you're trying to speak. Oh, god dang it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I laughed, and Graves says to Kara's outburst, that was earned. Um, and says, uh, I want to give this one more shot. You're the boss. And he, 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 uh, opens the comms, but sort of like his, uh, body language is just really annoyed. And he's just sitting on the bridge, kind of legs crossed, arms folded. It's like, well, I like you, Federation. You think like a Nausicaan. You've earned my respect. For now. That was fat. Kara mutters under her breath, if this is him liking us, I'd hate to see what he did if he hated us. I heard that. Yeah, good for you, fang face. Easy. So, alright. You guys don't want us boarding uh, the Tokyo. We should get out of here as soon as possible. So, you guys don't have impulse engines right now. Or, we do. We want to use your remaining uh, cables and try to tow you out of here. That is acceptable. Alright. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, for your superior on that other vessel, I'll let him know what we're going, what we're doing, and again, trying in, trying to get out of this together. You can do that. Run my rec- uh, my name through your database. You know I can do that. So let's go ahead and get out of here. The less my name and the less my superior's name is in your databases, the better. A little word of advisement. If I wasn't who I was, incapable of thinking how I was thinking, my response to that would be to run your name through the database. So, I won't do that. Just as a little bit of a freebie. Yeah, just, if you don't want us registering your name, just don't, don't, don't mention it. 
All right? All right. Uh, Relying out. Tactical officer. So once the channel is closed, Carl looks back over his shoulder. You're in command, sir, but are you sure? We're not getting the Tokyo out of here. We're saving people we're technically at war with and who have repeatedly fired upon and threatened us. I don't see uh, what gain we have here. Well, let's put it this way. If something comes attack, like something else is out here, I'd rather have those two ships as something we can throw in front of, or throw and run away. They don't want us on the Tokyo for a reason, sir. I'm starting to think they might be the whole reason behind this. Maybe they aren't hoist by their own petard. Uh, nebula like this, I mean, those two ships really don't have the power for that. I'm a little concerned that this is something else. So... I mean, we had the polywater incident. We know that there's some weird stuff out this way. So, well, your uh, will be done. Yeah, we can get. We can get when we have more support. We can go and come back for the Tokyo. But for now, we should just try to get out of here and keep as what resources we have available. And right now, those two ships are our only other resources. And literally, as soon as you say that, Moon. Chimes up. Just lost our last impulse engine. We are down to thrusters. All right, let's get out of here as soon as possible. Eli speaks up from the first officer's chair. Ditto. Kara plots the shortest route out and goes full thruster. <laughs> Which, in this moment, it's more like three quarters thrusters. But all right. So, uh, Chorog and Hassel, what are you guys doing? The Reliant is making as quick an exit out of the nebula as they can uh, in, in the last direction they were headed when they entered towards Starbase 614, which was your guys' target until you got caught in the nebula as well. So we must have gotten most of the way through it if that's the shortest way out. Well, are, are you going for the shortest way out or are you going? We're losing for... power. I'm going for the shortest way out. I'm trying to get out of the nebula. Okay. Direction unimportant. Gotcha, okay. Which is basically going back the way you came at this point. Yep. If you can find it. Uh, Carl. Oh, I know, uh, okay, I, I know what Nord's searching for. Let's basically just say, by the time we came to a stop, we were more than halfway through the nebula. So we are more towards Starbase 61, uh, or the yeah. Starbase, than the opposite side. The problem is, at this point, if you're wanting to deviate off the original course you had, you're going to have to re-roll your navigation. Duncan is absolutely correct. By the time you got to the encounter with uh, the two ships and the Tokyo, you were basically halfway through the nebula. However, because long-range sensors are offline, computers are fritzing out, in order to find a shorter way out, you're going to have to make a roll. If you okay. don't want to have to make a roll, you can continue on your plotted course, because that is still on your system. Car is really good at astro-navigation. I'm going to try to find a shorter course out. All right. Uh, give me a, a reason plus con roll. And I am going to spend... Also, my astrometrics and navigation focus should apply. All right. I am going to spend two points of threat for this role. 
because at this point your your systems are crippled like absolutely crippled two successes you guys gain a point of momentum and uh actually that that was uh i i'm i'm even going to give jb and augie a point of momentum for that so they have two points of momentum car is very good at what she does Exactly. So you find the quickest, easiest way out of the nebula. Uh, Hassel and Chorog, are you following? As well as we can. All right. Um, You guys, you guys are basically running at the same speed at this point. Uh, what, whatever this nebula is doing, it is getting worse. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, the 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 bloodwind and the black bastion are basically struggling to keep life support on much less anything else like you guys yeah the 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 situation is getting worse every hour you spend in this nebula um the minute you said that i heard the back the situation is great <laughs> i think that's the third time that joke has been made <laughs> All right, so you guys managed to limp your way uh, out of the nebula. Takes about probably three hours to get there, and by by the time you get out of the nebula, basically every system but life support is offline. And for Hassel and Chorog, it is literally a fight for life or death to keep life support online. What were you going to say, Duncan? Uh, there was something I could have done for a roll uh, to try to stabilize systems, but no. Keep going. All right. So you guys get out of the nebula. Uh, all, all your systems are still offline. They're not magically coming back online, but you're out of the nebula, and I'm not even going to make it a roll. All of your guys' engineers, Rick Tier, um, you're probably the first one to notice this. We are no longer being uh, inundated by whatever was causing the system failure. Whatever was causing it is gone as soon as you leave the nebula. So I'll report that back up to the uh, to the chain of command. We inch, um, perhaps something in the nebula itself is causing it, or part of the nebula's makeup. I don't know if it's artificial or a part of the nebula. When Marcus gets that report, he kind of has this little thought of like, God, he he wishes Quentin was there to kind of make sense of this. But he's like, okay, got to fall back. Who do I have? Waitley's kind of out of it. <coughs> All right. So he puts a call down to um, uh, the science lab, and which startles Setsa, and then he's all business and gives her the order to process the data that they, whatever data they can collect on the nebula, and just try to find some kind of answer for what's happening. Alright. In the meantime, he in the meantime, he just he says, uh, what's the status report on the uh, two uh, KDF vessels? Uh, Who are you asking, Moon or Richter? Uh, Probably Moon. Uh, Moon reports that both of the vessels are at least as crippled as we are, sir, if not more so. All right. 
So our systems aren't coming back online right away, but the interference is gone, so we're probably stabilized at the very least. Uh, can we get a uh, emergency? Sorry. Uh, let's try to drop an emergency beacon if we can, and then uh, let the uh, uh, let the uh, let the other vessels know what we're doing. We don't want to make this seem like we're just calling for backup. We're basically just putting a general uh, warning buoy. Okay. How do uh, uh, hassle? How do a, how do hassle and Chorog respond to that? They they basically get not a hail, but they get a uh, a text message, so to speak, that uh, the Reliant yeah, is and dropping an emergency warning buoy that there is a dangerous nebula right here that does not show up on sensors until you get into it. So, and its phrase is basically, this is what I intend doing, but it's not like, it's not like a command, like we're doing this irrespective of what they would see as in their self-interest at that moment. Well, if we could learn to, uh, to circumvent the, the actual effects of the nebula, then putting a warning buoy telling Federation ships to stay away would actually be a good uh, boon for the pirates. I concur, my lord. Eli. So, go for it, Eli. Eli speaks up from behind Graves. Captain, may I make a recommendation? What you got? Um, we went through that nebula. I'm wondering if something is, uh, if we've collected any of it uh, in the buzzard ram scoops, the buzzard collector, whatever you want to call it, ram scoop. See if there's anything we could analyze, see if this is the nature of the nebula. All right, uh, let's go ahead and put the call down to Rick, see if uh, the team can collect anything from there. But we do also want to be careful because we don't know how this might interact with organic life. Well, I can tell you for a fact that based on how it's affecting Oakley, it doesn't do a good job on inorganic life. Poor little guy. Yeah, that's you. How's at least your, uh, out of it as well. How's your arm doing, Kara? I don't know. How is my arm doing, DM? <laughs> It seems to be doing relatively okay. You haven't noticed a difference. However, once everyone, and this, this goes for everyone, once you guys have gotten out of the nebula and you're getting used to not having to deal with that stress, you're noticing you're all having difficulty breathing. It's not hard, but like you guys have a smoker's cough. I am immediately going to scan myself. Kara actually doubles over coughing because she actually has weak lungs and has trouble with allergens and everything. So Ooh, she actually, okay. instead of actually just coughing, she doubles over and coughs uncontrollably for a minute. I need you, in that case, give me a fitness... Uh, let's see. Give me a fitness command roll. No threat. No no extra difficulty. Just Just give me a fitness command roll. No successes, no complications. All right. Um, so you guys have been out of the nebula and, and started making your way toward the starbase for maybe 20, 30 minutes. You're piloting the ship. And, and again, you're you're not at warp. You have no impulse. You're you're at thrusters and you're you're quite a ways away from the starbase at this point. Um, you pass out at your station. Thump. Okay, instead of scanning myself, it's time to scan Kara. I'm gonna rush over. <laughs> what is my... Uh, Graves has a... Go ahead. 
Uh, Graves also has a thought, and he orders uh, Moon, uh, drop the warning buoy and repolarize the hull, if we can. He immediately starts going to that. Um, the, uh, the deflector is now triggered to send a deflective shield along the hull. However, that does not change the fact that uh, Kara Junrani is unconscious at her station. So, yeah, so having uh, also having Rick T getting the message from the captain about the Bassad collapse, Rick is going to lead a team to try and access whatever filters they've got down there. So, Rick here, I need you to give me a reason plus engineering role. You get an automatic success from working with the crew of the Reliant, the, the, the engineering crew of the Reliant. Uh, I am also going to spend four threat on this roll, which I believe puts me at 11, 10. 10, I believe. So what's the difficulty going to be? Uh, the difficult. All right. So the threat I'm spending is to take away successes. Oh, so the difficult to do that? Yes, whatever. But correct me if I'm wrong, Baz. Is that not a thing you can do with threat? Uh, is, um, is take away successes, or am I misremembering? I think you're misremembering. Uh, okay. Uh, threat can. Um, you can boost the difficulty with threat. I think it's two threat per. Um, okay. Thing and or it's increase the complication range, or you could just like create a complication with two threats. So you could just make things. Um, complications are very sort of fluid in that they can basically be. Which case, I am going to increase the difficulty. So what's what's your uh, what's your reason plus engineering sixteen. 16, and then you get an automatic success. Uh, so, what did I say? I spent 4 threat, so that uh, increases the difficulty by 2, so that lowers your roll to 14. Uh, so uh, the difficulty would it required, change the number of successes required to complete it. So spending oh, that would increase oh. the number of successes required to 3. You don't change okay. the target number of the oh, roll. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I misunderstood that. I apologize. Hey, we're all still learning the system, except for Baz. Baz's <laughs> job is to tell us when we get it wrong. <laughs> uh, I hadn't, yeah. Um, I was, anyway, um, so I don't think any of my focuses would apply here. Uh, can I use Have the uh, I'm not alone sure. value to get a, a... Well, you're not alone, so yeah. I, w I would definitely say you get uh, a... Screw... I, I one of the reasons I love Reliant is we don't really give that much of a shit about the rules. It's more about the narrative and the story. So yeah, I I will say you get uh I don't know, what do you guys think? An extra roll or uh, an extra die or an extra Um So there's very like, much for how that would work. Yeah, so that would allow him to I think it's for using that, it would he'd be able to spend his point of uh determination. And then I think it would also increase his critical range. Yeah. So so okay. um okay. So I mean, the, not quite right. Um. So the the using the termination okay. this way before the roll, I'm automatically getting two crit successes. 
So, um, actually, no, don't, um, so, using my determination, I will have, uh, I still have to roll my two dice, but on top of whatever I roll, I get to, um, it's like rolling a natural one on the third dice, um, is okay. how the, okay. how, how the, the thing rolls it. I can also use it after, after I've rolled, uh, to re-roll any number of dice. Actually, that's, uh, actually, I think that's what I'll do. I'll keep it for later. Just do two dice. Okay. Uh, well, and remember, you get an automatic success yeah. because you're working with the engineering department. I just did the roll in another completely different server I was looking at. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Oh. Okay. Oh. So that's, uh, that's exactly how many successes you needed. And, and you declared uh, well, you were... Yeah, it is right. I was 16 as a number. I just forgot to put it in. So both uh, the 13 is... Yep. So that's exactly how many successes you needed. And you said you were spending your determination. Uh, no, so I, 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 I'm, 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 I was, I, I, yeah, uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the determination. I was going to spend it to, re- I decided, I changed my mind to re-roll ah, okay. needed. Okay, so you got, all right. So you're not spending your determination because you got exactly what you wanted. All right, you got the successes you needed. It takes you a while. I, I'm going to say it takes you about an hour. So you guys are maybe a quarter of the way there by the time you come to the answer. Um, uh, is Kara still turning blue on the bridge? No, she, she's been, she's been uh, taken care of. Eli... Got to her. He he ran a, a tricorder scam. We're, we're going to get to that after this part. Okay, just checking because you said like an hour had passed, and I got worried. Yeah, uh, like I said, I just I want to I want to hit this part, and then we'll get to there. Um, so about an hour passes before uh Richter figures out what's going on. There is something, even though you guys have left the nebula. There is something feeding on or, or depleting the the antimatter reaction from the warp core. Hmm. Don't know what it is. There's there's nothing on the sensors, nothing showing up, but that is what your your math, your your all all all, all the things you're doing. That is the answer you get over and over and over again, is there is something that is depleting the antimatter from the warp core, and something about that exchange is spreading across the ship. Oh, my. Oh, back to Kara. So Kara blacks out at the console, and uh, Eli comes up, you know, medical emergency. He runs his tricorder scan. Uh, give me a reason medical roll. All I, right. I'm, I'm not going to spend diff. I'm not going to spend threat. Just give me a basic reason medical roll. Oh, that was close. Almost looked to check her stats for that. Ooh, that, <laughs> that would have been bad. Under no circumstances is checkers ever allowed to give Kara evens first aid. <laughs> I'll remember that. I will wrap your wounds with the tortilla as checkers. No! 
And um, no discount Dan anything. <laughs> and I'm going to be using a folk. I, I, I'm sure like many of my focuses apply emergency medicine, advanced medical, trauma. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, just just for sake of story, I'm going to say you get an automatic success. Ooh. Okay, so you guys, and I forgot this from, well, actually, no, not the last roll, because you got exactly how many successes you needed the last roll. Uh, this one, you get two points of momentum, because you only needed one success on this roll, and you got two extras. Uh, yeah, there. you don't know exactly what it is, but something has affected her, her like, her lymph nodes, like... According to your scans, she is basically suffering from the uh, the the symptoms of lung cancer, even though she doesn't have. Somebody is going down to see Ged. Come on, um, ah, crap. Uh, transporters aren't an option, aren't they? They're not an option. Let's uh, tell Ged to bring a stretcher up here. Let's get her off the uh, the bridge. Get her down to sick bay. She's down in the bed. No idea exactly what the problem is. You just know what the symptoms are. And they're not good. I've <laughs> got... God damn it, Geraldine. All right. So, uh, real quick to uh, Hassel and Chorog. You guys are suffering similar issues, uh, though not quite as bad. Uh, you guys are limping along behind the Reliant. Uh, you guys have come to your... Uh, your little truce trying to make your way to the starbase you guys were originally planning on assaulting and raiding. So what what is going on over on your guys's end as far as what you guys are doing and saying? We are right now. No, go ahead. Right now, I think we'd probably be attempting to get our systems back up and running um, as quickly as possible because I don't like the idea of being a wanted pirate and hanging out at a starbase. All so right. I'm 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 currently down engineering with a with a freaking cow prod poking at the lithians and Oskins to get the try to get our power back up. Give me an insight engineering roll. And I'm going to spend let's see where am I at? 10 threat. I'm going to spend 2 to make you require an extra success. Okay, so I'm new to this game, so... Alright, so uh, go to uh, Game Time Chat in the Discord. Type right. exclamation 2d20 face okay. whatever the number is. Uh, what is your insight plus engineering on your character sheet? Because I don't know what the stats are on the uh, the character sheet that Duncan made for you guys. Insight is 8. So eight and then space for what engineering? Well, no, no, no. What, 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 what? You have to add them together. So your insight is eight. What is your engineering skill or discipline? Sorry, uh, not real high. It's two. All right. So eight plus two is ten. So your your target number is ten. So you succeed on a ten or less. Okay, so that's the exact opposite of D twenty, where we think it's higher in success. Yeah, like I said, this is basically uh, AD&D 2nd Edition. You want to roll low, not high. <laughs> uh, now, mind you, you have, I believe, two points of momentum between... Wow. Uh, oh, 
Oh, let's see what you got. That's definitely a hassle roll. Okay, you now have five points, or no, because I spent two points of momentum. You, you, ha- or I spent two points of threat, so you had to get an extra success. So you got one point of momentum. So you now have three momentum as opposed to two. So you succeed. You manage to get your impulse engines back online. You don't know exactly what the issue is, but you you disciplined your crew. You you cracked How your proud whip of success. You 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 got your impulse engines online, whereas the Reliant does not yet. I presume we're working on that. Arictir was was focused on trying to figure out what like this is all going on at the same time. And it took Richter yeah. quite a while to figure out exactly what was going on. Well, I but, think it is one of those cases where we're trying to find out what the problem is, whereas the pirate ships are not trying to figure out what the problem is. They're just trying to brute force fix it. Basically, yeah, exactly. exactly. I do them down in my engineering department, taking a more hands-on approach because I've just killed my chief engineer. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say, did you get around to killing the guy at Ops, too? Because you told him to take over, and if he missed, he was going to get disintegrated. And not only did he miss, he almost hit you with a torpedo. Oh. I got plans. We're going to try to send Chorog whatever information that we got to get ours on back. He's got a different ship, so it might be different because this is technically a civilian vessel. Uh, But anything um, that I might have that would help him out, I'm going to send him um, to his basically what's. Well, his engineer's dead now. Are you are you only sending the information to the Bloodwind, or are you also sending it to the Reliant? I'll throw out a, a uh, olive branch and send it to the Reliant as well. All right, so I need both Chorog and Graves to give me a reason plus engineering role. Graves? <laughs> well, Graves is the captain of the Reliant. I'm the captain, but I'm not fixing the engine myself. I've got people for that. But you're the one getting the information, which means you have to relay the information. You said reason engineering, right? Correct. Got it. I'm not, I'm not spending threat. Just your standard. All you need is one success. Reason yeah, plus engineering. So engineering, reason. Oh. All right. So Chorog. Oh, uh, damn it. Fails. Graves succeeds, but gets a complication. Uh, right. I'm going to spend two... Or, or, no, no, let's let this go. Alright, so... Uh, unless uh, Chorog wants to spend a momentum, or or Graves wants to spend a momentum... You, uh, you... Let's just keep this... Yeah, let's keep this moving. Alright. So, Chorog, you get the information from Hassel, and... Uh, Unfortunately, thanks to your strict disciplinarianism, i.e. you keep killing people that fail, you are unable to implement the information that you are given. However, the Reliant manages to use their impulse engines online. The second their impulse engines come online, they start losing life support. Oh, that is... A really harsh complication for something or Graves relaying information to Rick. Extremely harsh. It's 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 relevant to what's going on. You should have sent him the PDF. It's drama. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So that is right, that great. is the situation the Reliant is in. Is you have your impulse engines back, but the second you kicked them back on, your life support started dying. All right, let's get the life support uh, system or make that a priority. Get sets on that as well. She might be able to um, do some things. Um, and then let's just get to the starbase as quickly as we can. All right, so who is taking charge of trying to fix the life support? I'm assuming Rick at this point. Um, Setsa will also help. Yeah, okay. uh, with, with something that as, as critical as that, he would... All right, so I need you, Rick Tier, to give me an insight plus engineering roll. Setsa is going to make the same roll, but with one die. And then, because uh-huh. it's the engineering department, you get an automatic success. Uh, I... Because Setsa, Setsa has uh, her computer expertise trait. She gets an additional d20 when doing a task involving programming a computer system. This does not involve computers, though. The life support is a computer system. Okay. The, the source of the problem is not a computer issue. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. I am also going so, to use... What did I say? I have 10 threat? No, I'm, you already spent some. You're down to 8. Am I down to 8? Alright. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to spend 4 more to increase the difficulty by 2. So you need 3 successes to fix this. Alright. So, um... Does Setsa's creative problem solving or artificial intelligence... Uh... Uh, Creative problem solving would actually apply to this because this okay, is so, very out of the norm. This is a very unusual situation. Okay, so Baz, when a focus mm-hmm. applies, what does that do? That moves my critical range? Yes, the focus improves the critical range. Uh, the determination values uh, have a crit success or you can re-roll everything. And talents okay. do whatever the talents say they do. Is talents are all and, in place. Yeah, and focus moves it up to four. Uh, focus is whatever uh, dis- discipline you use. Okay, so she's oh well, yeah, so it's moving it up to uh, four because it's the same both ways. So it's uh, what's the role for sets? It's it's insight plus engineering, but you only have one die because the primary okay. roller is Rick Tier. But you already have an automatic success because of the engineering department is so efficient on the Reliant. And I also know my ship, so I get a free extra dice on uh, a source of a technical problem. Yeah. That's a, gets uh, an eight. That's a, that's a got a success. There's two successes. So that's four successes. Correct. Plus the automatic from the engineering team. So four, oh, that's with the four. Oh, so, uh, yeah, that, that, I was counting that one. So what was the, uh, the focus? Oh, that just increased your uh, critical range on that roll. Okay, so that's yeah one extra point of momentum. You guys are now at five. You <laughs> have narrowed down the problem with the life support. You still don't know exactly what was causing it. Uh, Setsa, I'm I'm gonna give this one to Setsa. Setsa narrows it down to there is definitely something fucking with the antimatter reaction in the warp core. 
She doesn't know what it is. She can't explain it. It makes no logical sense. But all of her data, all of her sensors, all of her logic, there is something screwing with the antimatter reaction in the warp core. We have some kind of hanger on, then. Except we just repolarized the hull. I think the thing is that it's inside the ship, so it's not going to help to polarize the hull when it's already in. Mm -hmm. However, you've not only fixed the life support, you've also repaired your impulse engines. And um, I'm even going to be nice, just because I don't want Chorog to be lagging behind. You managed to talk the remnants of his engineering crew into how to fix their impulse engines. So everyone is back at full impulse. However, your warp core is, or your warp engine is still offline, all three of you. So it's going to take you at least a day to get to Starbase 614. During that day, it's mostly on the Reliant that this happens, although there are occasions on both the Bloodwind and the Black Bastion. But mostly on the Reliant, random crew members, especially those who work around the work core, start collapsing just like Kara did, suffering the same symptoms. Um, so, uh, I presume the crew, so, oh, oh, Captain, we're having some kind of issue with staff, uh, illness spreading. I think it's got something to do with what's been happening would recommend a quarantine until we can sort this out. Hi. Um, yeah, get people out of there as much as you can. And let's go ahead and send people to medical, establish full quarantine procedures, use the uh, cargo bays as we need to. And we need to figure out what's happening with that warp core. Yeah, I order my engineering team to use rebreathers while they're in engineering working on it. I, my crew have been ordered to don EV suits. And uh, I don't know if anybody caught what Oakley said in chat. As unpowered subsystems represent a security risk on the Reliant, Oakley is reverting to the old habits of an engineer and is checking the EPS conduit system. All right, so I'll, I'll abbreviate. Uh, you guys get to Starbase 614. Like I said, uh, at, at, at full impulse or as full impulse as you guys can get to. Uh, it, it takes a little less than a day. Um, I'll say each ship has lost two crew members that were, uh, warp core workers as in they died. And yeah, that's a little heavy. That's really heavy. That's yeah, send them through decon and then send them straight to the galley for, uh, processing. That is... <laughs> That's even heavier, damn. Meats uh, back on the meats back on the menu, boys. Jesus. Um and uh Don't eat the engineer. You don't know where he's been. Oy vey. Uh the uh the Reliant specifically catches notice of this because the the few sensor scans they got of the Tokyo, this is exactly what was happening over there. Except so we caught it in time and didn't lose anyone. Uh, not as badly. Not as badly. So you guys get to Starbase 614. Basically, all of your operations officers at the same time chime up. Uh, sir, 
There is no power on the station and there are no life signs. Crap. All right. If Kara was awake and able to do so, she would be cursing mightily. All right. We need to figure out what's causing this. We need to stop it immediately. Is there any indication? Something is pulling energy out. Or someone. Or someone. We got out of the nebula and that wasn't it. We approached the starbase and it's also taken out. Scan the starbase. Look for any signs of heat or anything residual that might indicate that something's over there. Uh, Chorog, Hassel, I need you guys to give me a... I'll call it an insight science roll. Insight plus science. And I am gonna... Er, you know what? I'll, I'll leave it to you, Duncan. Do you want to roll it, or do you want Moon to roll it? Well, it's we're doing a science scan. or doing a scan of the ship. Again, it's weird that Graves would be doing the role himself as the commanding officer, like operating but the sensors you, himself. Well, I, I'm not saying Graves is the one doing the scan. I'm saying, do you, do you want moon to be... I can roll for moon. But, yeah, it's just... Yeah, when you... I, I'm saying you're the one in command of the ship, so... In this particular situation, since it's an NPC doing the role, I would say Graves gets to do the role. Just well, as yeah, it's game. just... It, yeah. The, just just to simplify. This system, it, does con- it does tend to break down, though, because if moon's doing the role and he's at con, my con skill is one. And that wouldn't be applicable to him. Well, and I didn't say con. So, well, yeah, I'm just sort of giving an example that that sort of that translation. Ah, so I Graves got you, is a I commanding officer. Yeah. Well, and, so and, the skill system doesn't isn't set up to sort of allow that sort of that throughput. Like I take on the roles of those under me. Well, and, and that's where the stats come into play. However, because JB and Augie are basically playing NPCs even though they're not, they don't get the benefit of having the ship help them, because we don't have ship stats for them. We do have ship stats for the Reliant. Yeah, I'm just saying is that for a role, for Moon doing the role, we need to just come up with an arbitrary target number for him. It doesn't fall to my stats. Okay. Well, And that's all I was saying is it's up to you how you want to do that. Well, I mean, pirate ships yeah, aren't exactly so, known for their science departments. <laughs> yeah, right. so you just need to, yeah, like, based on Moon's skills, just come up with a target number that's reasonable, like 12 to 14. Yep. And then if the ship is assisting, then we go ahead and assist, or uh, have the uh, skills for that. And considering the stats of the ship, and I'm even going to give the engineering department automatic success to this, because... Obviously, this is a matter of grave importance. Oh boy, all you needed was one success, and you got three. You have maxed out your momentum. Yay! Alright. So, what exactly were you wanting him to scan for? Uh, scanning for any signs that something is basically on board that that shouldn't be there. Alright, so there are... There are absolutely zero life signs. There are absolutely zero energy signatures, except, and and here's the thing, here's where the multiple successes come into play. That same thing you guys detected with your warp core, whatever it was that was draining the antimatter and spreading it around, 
has been happening on Starbase 614 for the last day and a half. So that would make sense. That doesn't help, though. Like what Oakley just said. <laughs> Anything requiring the attention of Captain Graves is of grave importance. <laughs> yeah, so... um. Yeah, so basically there's no sign that there's anything on that starbase basically other than that they had the exact same issue we did, which we could probably tell from the fact that they're dead. Mm -hmm. So we have no reason to board the station. Except you now have like scientific recordable evidence that it is exactly the same issue. You, you still do not understand what it is. You still don't know what the cause of it is. But you are seeing so we've the same scientific evidence of symptoms of there is something yeah. going on with the antimatter uh, reactor. So, again, there's no sign that we should board the Starbase. Uh, that's up to you. Because uh, the answer, like, I'm just kind of letting you know, the answer for Graves would be no, because it's the exact same stuff happening. He's going to turn his attention on focusing on the ship. Okay. Uh, okay, just uh, checking with that one. Uh, Do you share this info? Oh, go ahead. Um, as far as uh, something probably Rick Tears I've overlooked is um, is there any like um, subspace damage or anything like that that would end with warp or with with some weird ending that we're considering? How good that role was? I'm. It's not even a question. No. Okay. No. It, it it is specifically like Rick Tier has literally narrowed it down. There is something causing the antimatter reaction within the dilithium warp core to spread. Like it's depleted. Like it's not like a full on you know radiation leak from the warp core, but something is causing that antimatter reaction to 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 spread and that is what is causing all the problems and it was in the nebula it's on your ships and now you find out it has been going on for at least a day and a half on the all right anyway the starbase isn't inside the nebula though is it no it, it's it's a good quarter of a light year away from the nebula so that sort of hits graves like okay what would they have done if the nebula suddenly appeared? Go investigate, bring something back, contagion, contamination. All right. He gets the information about the uh, antimatter reaction, and he says, basically, can we get on with uh, fusion uh, power, uh, backup power for a little bit? That's, that's basically what you guys are running on. That's why you guys don't have warp. Or well, part of the if reason we're not warp. running... Yeah, so if we're not running the antimatter then if we're not running the dilithium matrix and the antimatter stuff, the fusion is a separate power system. Exactly. That's why you were able to get your impulse engines back online. So we're not running the warp core, but the warp core is still draining power. Correct. Captain. So the warp core should be off. Okay. Uh, Eli? If we're only running on fusion power right now, and the warp core seems to be the issue of this, should we eject the warp core? I will say that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking right now. Just because we can't. I mean, it's basically useless to us. 
where we're not running power off of it. So let's go ahead, get preparations to reject the warp core. Um, but this is just too weird because nothing from our systems intersected with the warp core itself, but maybe something got through the EPS. Right, almost... uh, real quick, Oakley, do you send that message to Graves or was that just a random thought? Is a random thought? Okay. Damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just. Give me a what? second. I it was really clever. Damn. Okay, so. Um... Oak, uh, Oakley sends a message saying that if or if oh no 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 he, the he, uh, ship he, he didn't send it he said it was just a random thought he also said but Oakley could have typed it and sent it something to the captain it's not exactly a definitive answer now is it? Mm, Oakley which is it was it a random thought or was it something he sent all right. So Graves gets a text message from Oakley. If a ship entering the nebula can bring something with it, I wonder if there have been any ships that left the station before it became a derelict. Basically spreading it. So, yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's uh, scan for or scan for any signs of impulse uh, engines or warp trails if they were not hit as hard. Uh, Who's doing the scan? Chorog has been scanning the ship's power system and noticing a distinct misreading. Okay, so Chorog, I need you and anybody else doing the scan, I need you to give me a insight plus science roll. And I'm even going to be nice on this because you, you guys have plenty of indicators. I'm I'm going to decrease the difficulty. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you a, a plus one to the roll. Crazy, can't get a break here. Chorog really can't roll for shit, man. He, you're you're rolling like <laughs> I did last session. Damn. All right, Hassel got a success. And Graves, who do you want to make the roll for your ship? Apparently, um, missed getting two. Well. So we're doing in the scans. Let's go ahead and still have Moon do it. All right. Which I believe we're doing two. two oh, 13. That was his number. Because that last roll, I. Or no, 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 no. This one, because I'm saying plus one. Oh, it would help if I actually typed it right. So this will be a 14. He gets two successes. All right. There are a couple of impulse trails that Moon picks up from the uh, from the station. However, they are very quickly determined to be dead in the water less than a day away. So we definitely got a contamination on our hands here. And we need to basically be able to uh, scrub our ship of this, but we can't even identify what that thing is. So we could try to eject the warp core, but at the same time, any ship coming to assist us may come up with the same infection because it's able to spread almost irrespective of contact. The Starbase got infected from something passing by it. So we need more, uh, we need more information. I mean, that's what it comes down to. As we don't have any indication of how to fix this. We don't have any indication of what course of action would be good. So Graves kind of getting that sort of that tense situation. It's like, okay, it can be in the senior staff right now. 
Axel is ordering all power on the ship turned off with minimum life support left. All right. All right. All crew members so, are to report with EV suits. Grog is doing the same. He is ordering the he's ordering minimal minimal power to all systems except life support. All right. So we need we need if Kara's up and can handle it, we can do this in sick bay, but um, All right, so I I want to get to that scene. Um, I also kind of keep in mind be... we're we're getting on towards ten thirty, so we may need to hurry yep. things along. Yep, yep. So I, I like I said, I want to get to that scene. So Kara wakes up in sick bay, uh, and it's maybe an hour after you guys shut down the work core. I will say roughly about an hour after you guys shut down the work core, she wakes up, and she. Seems fine. She's weak. She's uh, definitely experiencing symptoms, but unlike those who uh, perished working near the warp core, she seems to be capable of making a full recovery. Kara coughs and looks over the reports. Given her background, there's one thing that immediately prompts to mind. She, you know, types out a message. Is there such a thing as antimatter life or some sort of parasite organism that could be draining the warp course? And she sends it off and collapses back into her bed. The computer comes back with quite a few responses. However, nothing that even remotely resembles what you guys have encountered. Well, I got nothing. She says to no one in particular. Yeah, I'm just as sort of a player. I've also got nothing here as well, so I really don't know what to do. Okay. Uh, well, Eli, do you want to say that? I was more just asking Nord since what what is cause the cause of death? The 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 best way I can word it is, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to word it, and and this is an important plot point. I just. I couldn't figure out how to word it then. Actually, I may have wrote it down. Hold on. Let me double check. Uh, okay, no. I did not write it down. Alright. Uh, basically, radiation damage, except not the way you think of it. Because... So here's the thing. Everybody thinks of radiation as this unnatural thing. Radiation is a very natural thing. Humans, every every living entity gives forth radiation. That's what is causing the biological damage, is something is sucking the radiation. Basically, something's draining the life out of everything. Can we, Pretty much, yeah. Can we do some kind of uh, tracing, like um, find out where the energy's going? Idea? Why don't you give what me a What about a low-yield photon torpedo burst like what Data used to expose the cloaked warbirds? Alright, uh, so how, how do you want to do this? Or do you want to do this both ways? Well, the Klingons can do the... The, Kling, the Norsicans can do the klingon thing, but Starfleet will do the starfleet thing. See who comes to the answer first. Um, so it's, uh, what, reason engineering? I can live with that. Alright. So, who is going after uh, trying to scan for where the energy is going, and who is going for doing the photon burst to 
see if there is any kind of trail. Because those are going to be two different roles. I'm going to do the photon burst. And Rick will try to do the... Alright, scanny thing is going to be reason plus science. Uh, the, uh, the, the photon thing is going to be insight plus engineering. And I'm not going to spend any threat. Well, luckily, JV's an engineer. Ooh, I'm going to use my determination to re-roll those, if I, both of those. If... Uh, Alright. Finally, I get something. JB got two successes. Actually, don't spend your determination, because remember, you guys are maxed out on uh, momentum. Uh, well, I... Okay, I'll just use two momentum then to... Alright. Okay, one success for me. Alright, so between the both of you, you get three successes. It's not a single... There is something within this region of space. However, it is currently focused on the Starbase's warp core. Ooh, time to blow something up. Damn. But all your scans, all your indications, there is something that is basically spreading out from the nebula. And it, it the, the highest indication that you have, based on your range, based on your sensors, based on all your everything, based on all your scans, there is something within that starbase that is literally sitting in the warp core of that starbase that is exactly what you guys have been looking for. And when you do those scans, it was on your ships. When you guys turned your warp cores off, it left your ships. That old Romulan... uh... Romulan ingenuity. Muskin determination. I'm going to assume you guys share the yeah, information. Yeah, sorry. Now. Yeah, we, uh, uh, Rick would definitely uh, call the captain. Uh, captain, from the recent uh, scans that we've done, we've been able to uh, pinpoint some form of source for the energy draining. It's currently in the the warp core of the station. We are picking up signs that was in ours, but is no longer. Um, all our energy... Alright, so, so this thing is feeding on energy. We need to basically find a way to either stop it or kill it. And and you, you have absolutely, and maybe I failed to describe this properly, uh, properly, it is absolutely feeding on that antimatter reaction from a warp core. However, so anytime anything that emits radiation, which every living being emits radiation, gets near it, it feeds off of that, too. And that's why people have been dying. I feel that uh, Chorog should share his findings with the Starfleet ship as well. Alright, so basically we're at a standpoint of we need to basically take out whatever is in that warp core, but it feeds on energy. So how do we kill it, poison it, basically do something to stop it? A photon torpedo burst may destroy the station, but at the same time, it could just basically provide a little bit of nourishment because this thing feeds on radiation and energy. Well, if we can disable the supply of antimatter, you know what? antimatter to the system. I, I am going to give the crew of the Reliant 
a, uh, a, a little bump on this simply because of the last episode. The last episode, The Blob. Remember what it fed on and what it was? And that whole moral dilemma about feeding it and everything? Yeah. As, as you guys are, are seeing the, uh, the results, the scan results and everything, and you're getting all the data, this feels like... I, I'm not saying you know for certain, but as you're correlating all the data... This feels like that, but bigger. Much, much bigger. But we didn't find any way of killing the blob. Correct. So it still doesn't help. And yeah, we do need to yeah, kind of keep moving here because we're kind of a half hour over anyway. Mm -hmm. So just kind of letting you know. Um, so yeah, I'm still at a loss for how to uh, proceed. Captain. Because, yep. I'm thinking if we were able to shut off the power... The, the warp core on the station and do what we did with the shuttle with the blob. Maybe we could send it on its way. Well, the question is where to? This thing is extremely dangerous. Uh, I don't think sending it into a sun would be a good idea, so... No, I mean, this thing, I mean, especially if it's spreading, could end galactic civilization. Are there any black holes nearby? Who's to say it wouldn't feed off the black hole? Hawking radiation, that's right. We need to find a way to sour the milk and send it on its send it on its way to someplace else. I mean, that could be a very populated system. They need yeah, an our obvious, priority has uh, to be killing it. We need an obvious dead area of space where it can't move and it will eventually starve to death. Or it will simply go to a different target that is much more appealing than a dead zone. It will be able to find its way into... Basically, if it's a life form, it'll be able to immediately see, oh, I'm going into a desert. I'm not going to go that way. That depends way? how we intelligent can't it is. Power to draw it. it could be I running mean, that's off basic just, capacity um, of life. just sheer animal instincts and not any kind of organized intelligence. Well, sheer animal instincts also is pretty much predicated on where is the next meal. Uh, can we do a scan so, to see if any uh, other warp calls are active? And like, how how close is this ship traveling? Uh, you can absolutely do that. Can we salvage the um, the Tokyo and use it as a Pied Piper? Uh, uh, you're, the Tokyo. You're, we we can't get back away. to the Tokyo. Yeah, you guys are quite away from the Tokyo. It's or some kind of derelict vessel. That we can it's a day away. Well, yeah, I, yeah, we're not doing that. Okay. So three and seven were my rolls uh, for that. I yeah. Wanna... So basically, from the player side, we just need a roll to figure out what the solution is. Yes, I mean they're they're really like. Okay. I mean the the answer to me if if we can disable the station's warp core, and there are no other ships. Warp cores active anywhere in the area. If we disable the the station's warp core, then it won't have anything to feed off. And if we will have would have to do that with an away team, but we could. All right, let's go ahead and do that. We don't have any other options right now, but at the same time, this doesn't sit well with me because if it Wait. moves, it can move somewhere much worse. Imagine this getting into the soul system. Hold on a second. Maybe we can contain it. Um, some kind of material thick enough like lead to keep it contained 
It traveled across space to our warp core. Well, I don't know. Maybe some kind of lead would work. Simple stuff like that solution sometimes. I, this is probably something that's multidimensional if it's able to cross space like that. Imagine this thing basically is sort of fixed on the starbase, but reaching its tendrils out to the warp cores. All right, I'm I mean, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a, am gonna give you a bone here, because I'm, I'm surprised nobody's picked up on this. Uh, Setsa has picked up on something. With all the scans, with all the analysis, it seems to be resistant or uh, not resistant, not the word I'm looking for. It seems to be, um, oh, God damn it. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, Vulnerable. Thank you. Uh, not the word I was looking for, but close enough. We'll go with that because I can't remember the word I'm looking for. It seems to be vulnerable to any kind of electro shutoff. Every time you guys have shut off a system, it has retreated. It has gone away. Not when so in a off a system, but when you intentionally shut off a system. And anybody who knows about electrical systems, it gives that little brief little spark, that little pulse. Setsa has figured out that that little pulse is what drives it away, what makes it retreat. But retreat as in just move away, or retreat as in it's taking damage? Not entirely certain. It could be Okay. Either. She relays that information, so basically uh, confirming the plan for going onto the station and shutting off that warp core. I don't... Okay. Eli? If it jumps from one thing to another, who's to say it won't jump into a person next once that's gone? Because it, yeah. it'll radiation, it'll go to the next source, and the next until there's nothing. We're I out of options. Say, I, I will say this, uh, based on your guys' roles and your observations, it does not seem to specifically go for living beings. That's more of a side effect of what it does. So it's only going for the antimatter, but exactly. doing so... Basically, if it's only inhabiting warp cores. Basically, yeah. So, all the warp cores off. We need to shut that thing down. That's the only way we're getting out of this. So Graves makes the orders and prepares the away team. So it's basically the entire senior staff and sets it because we got to go all out on this. Because we don't remember, have any other options. Because I think you may have forgotten this. Uh, yeah, we'll deck everyone Something out. Something about Something about this entity has caused Waitley to be completely crippled. So there mm -hmm. is something about whatever this is, is able to affect psionics as well. Then how come I'm still right, okay? So, yeah, so let's not send not, Eli. You're not telepathic, you're empathic. It's similar. Well, yeah, so... Similar, I but don't know different. what to... Yeah, so it's still affecting psionics, but the question is then, what do I do with that information? Because I'm sending the full away team. Basically, we just need to take out that warp core however we can. We need to do it soon. Mm -hmm. So Waitley's out. I would. So I don't know what to do with that. Give me uh, uh, Graves or, or anybody. Anybody that has observed this, that, that, that knows Waitley, knows his 
telepathic abilities. Give me a, a reason plus science roll. No threat, no nothing. Just give me a, a reason plus science roll. Eli and Kara both have two successes. Alright, so Eli and Kara have both just deduced this thing is intelligent. This thing has sentience. Whatever it is, that is that is exactly what has caused the problem with Waitley. Is it has a mind that is beyond his capability. This thing is intelligent. What are we going to do now? Flashlights and Morse code? If we turn it off, it might... What? I'm not sure if it kill it. Would that be murder? Then again, it's killed a ship and an entire station. This would be yeah, defending ourselves from a predator, though. not murder. I have, yeah. I have Lethians aboard my ship. They are psionic. And oh, I, oh! If you have Luthians aboard your ship, they've been doing the same thing Waitley has. They they have been suffering from such extreme migraines they are unable to operate. Have they been disintegrated for it? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no. Like they they are literally crippled. We need Any, to get on that station and get some kind of psionic trap. Anything with the ability to read minds is crippled in the presence of this thing. Ever since you guys approached the nebula, anything with psionic, uh, even Vulcans, who have very, very limited telepathy, are suffering intensely. Well, there's the uh, Lithian officer's excuse for not being able to hit your ship. All right, so moving on, we do need to finish this up because we're well over. Yeah. So, I've ordered the away team. I'll send my own um, team to, as well. Yeah. Now, what you do know, and I, and I uh, somebody did a roll earlier, and, and I thought I said it. Um, maybe it didn't get picked up. It seems to be reluctant to approach any kind of electromagnetic pulse. Something about electromagnetic pulse drives it away. So we can basically detonate an EMP on the station. Fries the warp core, and then drives it out. Now the question is, how do you want to use that knowledge? Because there's there's a lot of ways you can do that. The question is, what is the most effective? Well, the Kara want big boom. Overload the fusion reactors. When they go, when they when they go, it'll release a huge electromagnetic pulse. Every time we've it's been done right. has been connected. So every time it's been done, it's been connected to the to the system that has been connect. Uh, it's been connected to so like the EP the actual energy EPS systems, the electricals leaving the station, they themselves need to pulse. Yeah. So basically, feed an EMP uh, pulse through the EPS conduits. Mm-hmm. That fry and feed that directly and shunt that directly into the warp core. Uh, ensure, ensure the the warp core is is settled safely, so there is an uncontrolled um, antimatter matter re- reactions. Get that get that set first, and then we can. Well, the... yeah, it's the the question is going to be though if like we turn off the warp core, it might leave or go to a secondary power source. So, yeah. So yeah, let's just, uh, Rick, I'll leave this to you. Just, we need to get that thing taken out. 
uh, coordinate this however you see fit. Oh, orders understood. Um, now the question is, would he? I don't think he'd be. Now, Rick, I I will tell you this: considering the amount of successes you you've had so far, the the amount of experience you've had with this, you you are under the impression that something about an EMP pulse hurts this entity. So you basically are forced with two choices. You can either trap it using a, a an, an electromagnetic gate, or you can try to destroy it with a direct EMP. The, the, the way your engineer mind, the way you understand how electronics works and the way this thing seems to react to uh, EMP, that seems to be your only two options is either try mm -hmm. to encircle it and trap it or just bombard it and try to kill it because it does seem to be extremely vulnerable to that sort of energy. Uh, I think I'm going to have to EMP it and just take it out. Because if we don't, then, I mean, we've already got all the crew that have died from it. All the crew it's That's affecting. Um, as far as Rick's concerned, there is no other option. I mean, he would love to study it, but that would just mean that more people are affected. All right. So how do you do that? All right. So in the interest of, well, the one thing is, in the interest of getting this done, you might need to storytell how we do this. Because otherwise, we're, I mean, car is already out. Um, we do need to finish this up uh, soon. Okay. Well. All right. So do you want me to do, to, to storytell it out? Do you want me to roll? What do you want me to do? All right. Um, so you know that. You have made your decision. You basically have the option of bombarding the station with an EMP blast from the deflector dish of the ship. That is, that is at this point, basically your best option, considering what you have chosen is the best option to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I think that, that, that ship, yeah. A roll is not even required at that point. It, it's just you, you tell the captain this is this is the way to deal with it let's see if it works all right so uh, i'll tell the captain this is the, the best way i can figure out how to deal with a monster deal with a creature whatever it is it sorry it's had to come down to this but i don't see any other option we have to kill it we get around to setting up the deflector dish to to beam the mp to Disrupt the warp core and destroy the being in the station. Um, I can't hear anyone. Hello? So, uh, yeah, I just... Yeah, I... No one was talking, so I think you and uh, Nord need to sort of do back and forth to uh, coordinate the scenes here, because, yeah, I just don't know what to do with Graves, so... Well, what, what I was... Uh, uh, so Rick Tier has basically figured out an idea for how to quote-unquote kill it and and the reason i said graves was because he he needs the captain's permission or approval to do yeah graves has already yeah so graves has already said we need to kill this thing 
and given Rick authorization to do that. All right. Uh, at, at this point, based on everything you guys know and figured out, a roll is not even required. You uh, you can figure the uh, you can figure the deflector dish to emit a massive EMP blast directed where you know this thing is at. However, there is going to be a roll required for one specific thing, and uh, I'm not entirely certain who should do this role. Who is running the sensors of the ships? Because this, I mean, that's going to be way roll. Like the sensor systems would still fall under whoever's at the sort of the operations of the cons, so that would still be uh, Moon. Okay, so I'm gonna give Moon a roll. Uh, I guess Chorog and uh, Hassel would get a roll as well. This is gonna be a we're gonna call this a reason and science roll, which for Moon is oh I hit the wrong button. Uh, which for Moon is going to be, if I can hit the right button, 2D 2013. All right, he got a success. Uh, Chorog just said he was taking a bio break. Uh, uh, let's keep moving on. All right. So, you guys oh, do... You guys do the, uh, the, the deflector dish EMP blast. It dissipates from all sensors. However, Moon pipes up and says, Oh. Oh. Alright, so I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> oh, damn. Alright, so the next time you come into game, you start with a point of momentum. Good God. Damn, that's a hell of a roll. Um, Just like in-game. <laughs> um... So you guys do the EMP blast from the deflector dish, and uh, it's very obvious that whatever this entity is is gone. Like it, it. I I won't say that you know for certain it's destroyed, but it's definitely gone. However, Moon at the very last second picks up a sensor blip, and he looks up and he looks at you, Graves with a very startled look on his face. A, a, a frightened look. Sir, this wasn't an entity. This was the nebula reaching out. It has been here this entire time. All right. So, nebula suddenly appears. Entity within it attacks a starbase. What else do we do besides lay down a beacon? So, uh, all right. Need to lay down a warning beacon. Get secure, uh, Starfleet on the car, on the hail as soon as we can. Just limp our way out of this. While they're doing that, because if the, um, did you say like the actual entity was there that we can actually see it? No, you, you couldn't see it. At no point was it visible. But you saw the symptoms of it. And when you started narrowing in on what it was doing, the symptoms of it, you started seeing the 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 energy signatures of it. And that was what caused Moon's reaction. Now you got a lot more successes on the roll. Your ship knows exactly what it is. Now Moon had that freaked out reaction when when he caught that 
it, it, it didn't die. It didn't, uh, you know, go away. It retreated back to the nebula. That was what he saw. Is there any way to target it? Uh, well, <laughs> let, let Nord continue. Let's, we gotta seriously finish up this game. We're well past an hour or getting towards an hour over. What you got is that the nebula was the entity. What you guys encountered was essentially a tentacle from it. Like you guys got caught in the nebula. And when you left, there was a tendril that latched onto you guys because you guys all have warp cores. You guys all have antimatter reactors. And a part of the nebula, I'm, I'm, I'm doing heavy air quotes, nebula. This is obviously not a nebula. This is something completely different. Latched on and, and, and tagged along. And that's what was causing everything. Your sensors, your scans, your analysis has figured out that that's exactly what this was, is that this nebula, whatever it is, is not a nebula. This this is a... I, I'm not even going to attach a word to it. This is something completely outside of the realm of anybody's understanding. And everything that has been going on is a tendril of it once you passed through it. That's why your guys' systems were dying. That's why everything that has happened ever since you left has happened, is it has been latched on to you, your, your engine, your energy source. When you did that EMP blast, all you did was cause it to retreat. Now, the Reliant, they think that's what happened, but they're not sure. Hey, you, Kirby, check your DMs. With the successes you got, you know for absolute certain. Bunch of special All right, uh, give me a do, 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 give me a daring plus. So, Nord, we do have to finish this up. I know. Like, I'm, I'm, I, we're all struggling to stay awake here. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah. Definitely need to keep the timetables uh, in future. Right. You know what? We will. We will handle that. Uh, off screen. Uh, but basically, as far as anybody is concerned, it is gone. It is retreated back to the nebula, or you defeated it, whatever. Yeah, I did not expect this to take as long as it did, and I apologize. Um, long story short, you guys, uh, you guys teamed together even though you were enemies. And, uh, I, I am going to put this thought in your head, Augie, is that uh, based on everything we had discussed behind the scenes, you think it'd be a really good idea to do some sort of officer exchange or some sort of ambassadorship with the Reliant because they have proven themselves valuable because without them, you guys would have died. Indeed. Now, I'll give them both my best and worst in Austin. <laughs> Thank you, boss. So basically, what happens is you guys do the EMP blast, and uh, all sensors indicate that it is gone from the station mm -hmm. and has retreated from beyond your sensor range. 
you know there needs to be more investigation done here. And uh, Admiral Hassel approaches you and says, what do you say, Hassel? What, as far as the career exchange? Correct. Seeing as how we have actually worked fairly well together, which still confuses me very much, um, I'm going to offer an exchange of uh, officers in order to um, to learn from one another. Your officer will, of course, learn everything that we're doing. Of course, I will not force them to do anything against Federation law. Um, they will not participate in any raids or anything that's related to the Klingon Empire uh, itself. Um, but Chorog needs to learn discipline. He needs to learn how not to think with his ass because he has repeatedly killed his officers, my officers, um, randomly shoot people in bars, get us kicked off of Deep Space Nine. And that was Quark's fault. You, you, you're the one that pulled out the, the Sparaway pistol and shot the guy. All right, okay, all right, all right, guys. Yeah, you, you guys aren't in the same room when this conversation is happening, so... Yeah, it's Graves and Hassel. So, Graves says, all right, I get your point. Now, as far as giving you one of my people, right now, we've lost two crew members. We're on a skeleton right now. Starfleet may be able to arrange something. I'll let them give you a specialist that's well above her pay grade right now. If you just want to get uh, uh, Chorg some discipline, we'll gladly take him on right now. Because, trust me, shooting random people on the ship, that is going to stop when he gets on board Reliant. Yeah, that's what I want. Because getting new officers to do what we do is not easy. Yeah. So we'll definitely whip him into shape. Get him basically off that little killing streak there. But definitely, well, let's put it this way. If there's a problem, I'm going to deal with it. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Good work, Manilia. Tough situation out here. And yeah, well, let's just hope we don't have to deal with this one again. Yeah, well, you'll see me again, trust me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, small galaxy. And Graves kind of gives a little bit of a smile with that. And says, yeah. And this certainly isn't the first time we've done something like this either. Again, that context in the Empire, Commander Karn. We've already kind of worked something else with this. So, any questions, definitely uh, reach out to him. Because, yeah, he's got a contact with us as well. Will do, and uh, glad working with you. All right. Well, you stay safe out there. So with that, it's sort of a... Uh, sort of... It, it, either they close the comms or Chorog leaves... Or uh, Hassel leaves for a ship. And then Graves kind of just... Like, just sinks back in his chair and just kind of is at a complete kind of loss out of all of this. And it just sort of has this feeling of just... Yeah. Something needs to change here. In terms of like, he, like he's thinking at this point that he's failed. Like he needs to do something different because he lost two people, and he's just kind of like he, he's just sort of sitting in the ready room in the dark, and it's just sort of, and that's kind of where we leave Graves. Okay, uh, Hassel, I know what you're gonna do, so we'll we'll deal with that off screen, and that will definitely have repercussions later. We I will- think. That a good point to end the episode? That would be a good point to end the episode, except there is one last thing. All right. Waitley wakes up. He's in sickbay. Nobody else is there. It's dark. It's quiet. He is unaffected 
by the influence of whatever that nebulous entity was. But when he wakes up, he immediately sits up off his bed, his bunk, whatever, his med bunk, and he closes his eyes and he starts reaching out toward that entity. That's where we're going to stop. Ooh. Ooh.